Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. 2,000 years ago, his words came to pass. AD 70, Jerusalem surrounded by armies. The temple destroyed. Sacrifices ceased. The end of the age. So where are we at on the prophetic timeline of history? Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth. The Revelation Red Pill, the kingdom of God is now. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. to Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. We have some of our best friends in the whole wide world in the house, Jason Heidinger, Rob Allen, and Corey Gray. Guys, welcome back to Revelation Red Pill. It's been a minute. It's been a while. Yo, what's up? It has been a while. We're only missing oh, Serge. Maybe we can get him next time. So other than that, we got the whole gang in the house, which is a pretty big deal. So Leah, Faith, we had we we're in week 21 by the way wow you, you guys are that? awesome thank we you for this. being here with us michelle's so let's, week 21 let's, let's hide the the fact that i have an earpiece in week, <laughs> week 21 <laughs> and week 19 we finally get to revelations i know or revelation as Corey put on his post today but only like, a little I bit i always say revelations Corey gray it's like rewriting my brain. that's all right i used to do it too <sighs> anyway so we finally get to Revelation. Yeah. The revelation of Jesus Christ. And then we had on flyover conservatives. Mm -hmm. And now we're back with these guys. I was thinking, hey, we were going to go right into Revelation. And Leah's like, full stop, because a lot of things have been happening. Sound of Freedom has taken off. Corey Gray dropped this incredible, two incredible messages. Stop porn or be destroyed. And Corey, what was the one that you just posted yesterday or the day before? Uh, how to heal the land. How to heal the soil, the planet. The planet. So essentially... Tonight is going to be a combination of Corey Gray's two messages mm -hmm. rolled yeah. into one for you guys, reversing the curse, getting mm -hmm. back to the garden, healing the land. And I loved, Leah, what you put in your description. Jason lost audio somehow. Um, Jason, you may have to get rid of your AirPods. Let me put that in the chat. Oh, you think so? And if you, if you have to, that's okay. Let me pull that in the chat. What I love, Leah, what you were talking about is we just did an interview today with women um, talking about the destruction in East, the, the destruction of the soil through like East Palestine chemicals and all this, yes. that, and the other. And you get to the point where you're like, right. it's too far. And you're it's, at the rapturous right. now, Lord. It's yeah. over. There's too many chemicals. It's too far gone. Yeah. Well, what if Jesus could just heal the earth? Yeah. What, That's a very hopeful thought, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We're not in a, as bad as man gets, mm -hmm. as awful as we can be to destroy the earth. We, it's never too far irredeemable for God to just clean it up. And we, if, if he can drop feet. food out of heaven, he can heal the soul. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Amen. Exactly. So Corey, maybe you could give us kind of a, a brief recap of of your the one that you just did a couple of days ago yeah. about healing the land. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I put out a post and I had in my mind to share an actual organic compound to heal the soil, right? And I'm like, God taught me how to do this, but I want to teach this to those who are actually producing food, farming, Christians, like reach out to me. Well, 
I got a big old thread of people. What's the secret? Tell me the secret. And then God said, no, 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 that's not going to fix it. He said, you can put as much of this on your land and as much manure and urea as you want. But if you don't fix the sin, it's still affecting the ground. And so I talked about the sin of adultery, all right, because you, I can directly connect, and I did connect in my video, that the land was cursed because of the sin of adultery. Yeah. And adultery, I connected. Jesus said, if anyone lusts after a woman with his eyes, he sins in his heart. It's adultery. So people, we, we got the stats, 80% of people, 50% of pastors, like 50% of women. I was preaching, and I'm like, I know, I'm calling all you out listening right now. And, <laughs> and they, they, it was crickets, but I did get positive feedback. I'm like, guys, you may think you're all right watching this stuff, and you may be trying to fight evil, but you're actually fighting yourself because you're committing adultery and you're of that same spirit. I say, you think it's okay because everybody else is doing it. You got your self-help groups in your churches. I found out in the churches, they actually do this. Hey, we're all dealing with porn. You don't deal with it. You stop it. That's it's like, like come on. honestly, I saw people commenting back because you, I don't know if you've noticed this, Corey, but you have a very interesting and unique and likable inflection in the way that you speak. And especially, hmm. it comes out really very noticeably when you're just like stop it <laughs> stop it and i, I saw yeah. people re-commenting back in all caps just stop it <laughs> which it's not it that easy it. i get that but it is because like leah said you know what she said to me because I, I hear the other side i hear you guys that it is very very difficult but she goes but if you were raping people literally yeah you well, would just stop it coming. yeah and you don't yeah. cut back and say oh, i'm gonna only rape three people instead of five today like <laughs> Exactly. No, no. <laughs> but but to summer to yeah, summarize no. and then then I'll, I'll I'll stop. It's just I want I connected to heal the land. Yeah. You have to stop committing the sin. And actually, my wife pointed out. She's like, Corey, look at this. She's like, all these sins that men commit. I think it's in Corinthians are outside of the body, except for adultery. Whoa. Right. It's an inter internal sin, and it causes the ground to be cursed under you. Mm. And I have biblical references of that. So if we want to heal the land, if we want to crush evil and advance against evil, we have to stop that thing right there. And my other proof was America is under a curse because the curse says the water will be poisoned, the soil will be toxic, and you won't get your crops. And I, I say, well, guys, if, if you think you're all good in America, why is Bill Gates still moving forward? Why are our prayers not working against this stuff? It's because of that sin God showed me and, and I proved it. So on my other broadcast. And I want to encourage you guys to go back and watch both of those videos by Corey. You can find them on, um, it's the Kingdom Rumble. Business Kingdom, Lifestyle Rumble yeah. channel, right? Kingdom Business Lifestyle and Rumble, yeah. Okay. So guys, it's, it is very, very, very simple. I want to encourage you all to stick around to the very end of tonight though, because we are going to do deliverance. There are men out there and you're, I hear, I literally can hear you guys just kind of this defeated mindset that says, but I just can't stop it. Okay. Well, we're going to give you a booster tonight and we are going to set you free from these demonic powers that are over you. But first you have to get your mind cleansed through the directions that we're the going to give you and the regeneration and the, of the word through the scriptures and these, and this is. 
why Leah and I have been so excited these past 20 weeks, especially being able to be on Kingdom Roundtable and have these guys on our show because there is something that is very spiritually significant and powerful when you hear men talk to men about man things. It's fine for you guys to listen to, to Leah and I. We do have an anointing. But when we're, we're sitting here, we're two girls, but we got three men of God here that are here to say, brother, we're there for you. And then also, Lee and I will be here for like the wives and the women who have then suffered. Your whole life has been ruined because of this. And then together, we will heal the land and move forward in these mm -hmm. land promises that are ours getting back to Eden. Yeah, so uh, this week, I, you know, we we're going through Revelation, and I really wanted to go into the seven letters of the, uh, to the seven churches, and I think we, we might do that next week. Uh, but with the sound of freedom, uh, the Lord really impressed upon my heart to make the connection between uh, Eden and where God put mankind in a garden and the salvation and the redemption that we have in Christ. And you can say, Leah, we hear that message all the time. And what's, what's different um, between that and what I hear in church? Everything, because what you hear in church isn't working. Okay. So the Lord gave me a title. And he says, Redeeming Eden, Reversing the Curse. And um, uh, did I, did, actually, did you title I thing? Uh, un Unleasing the Power of the Cross. Every day, another pollutant is released into the waterways. Farmers have to rely on GMO seeds, chemical fertilizers, and pesticides to get crops to grow on infertile land. What if we could access the power of heaven to heal the ground? I have good news for you. When Jesus died on the cross, he reversed the punishments on mankind, including the curse on the soil. Marriages are failing. Pornography and sex trafficking run, runs rampant throughout society. Corrupt bankers and corporations spread destruction around the world. Modern end times theory doesn't have any answers to fix these problems. In fact, most people teaching Revelation today point to these things as a sign that Jesus is coming back. Yay, don't try to stop it. They have given up hope of fixing this world's woes through the gospel of redemption and are instead sitting around waiting to be rescued. Guys, we are the, the rescue, rescue team. team. I love that line. Here it comes. I literally, when I read that, I was like, da 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 we're the rescue team. That's good news yes. to me, by the way. I love being on a team. This is my team. I can't tell you how much I love having a team this past year. It's been phenomenal, by the way. And we're it, guys. You're it. We're yeah. the team. Yeah, nobody's... Yeah. Jesus well. isn't coming down to sit here on the earth in a manifest presence. We are the presence of God through us. We are Christ's hands, and we are his feet. But we aren't seeing positive changes because we don't know the power of what Christ did to redeem the whole world back under his authority and control. So let's uh, tonight unleash the power of the cross. Let's set the captives free and let's heal the land. I am not a big fan of giving you guys religious euphemisms. I, I, I'm not, I don't like church anymore. I, I do not. I, you know, the guys that I like to listen to. Those who are talking about the cultural issues at hand through and, and, and apply the word of God to it. Those are the only people I listen to because everything else to me is like just like a sound of the ocean. Like, but it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing to me because there are so many issues and the gospel has answers for everything. And the, the preachers, uh, they... <laughs> I don't know. I just call it guideposts. You know what the difference Readers between the church? Digest, church. God just gave me this analogy when you said this. The church is like this. The church is the description of a product. What we're going to give you is the product.
You know, you're sitting here and they're going to talk about this great, amazing thing that you could do. Get the sham wow, and it'll you'll be able to clean anything and rinse. No, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, We're uh, going to give you the sham wow. No, it's like saying that there's this thing called a vacuum cleaner, but they never tell you how to use it for your carpet, and you never get the vacuum cleaner. Right. Or you get the vacuum cleaner, and they never give you any access to the power. That's that's true too. We could be here with examples all day. Yeah. So I want to start in Genesis, and I don't know who would like to read Genesis chapter one. Uh, if somebody could do it from the Amplified, that'd be great. Any, any. Uh... I have the Amplified. Okay, so I've been doing all the talking though. Any, a uh, Rob, I, Jason. I don't got the Amplified. I got the Living Bible. Uh, any, the yeah. Living might work. I can do it. All right. Okay. Rob's gonna get it. It's called Google. It's called Google. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly where I'm going. <laughs> Here we go. Amplified classic edition. We got Genesis chapter one, the whole thing. Yes, sir. Let's go. All right. In the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. The spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said that the light was good, suitable, pleasant, and he approved it. And God separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, one day. And God said, let there be a firmament, the expanse of the sky, in the midst of the waters. And it let it separate the waters below from the waters above. And God made the firmament, the expanse, and separated the waters which were under the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse, and it was so. And God called the firmament heavens, and there was evening, and there was morning, a second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be collected into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the accumulated waters he called seas. And God saw that this was good, and he approved it. And God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees yielding fruit whose seed is in itself, each according to its kind upon the earth, and it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kind, and trees bearing fruit in which was their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and he approved it. And there was evening, and there was morning a third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be signs and tokens and seasons, days, and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light upon the earth, and it was so. Verse 16, and God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he also made the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. Verse 18, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and he approved it. Verse 19, and there was evening and there was morning a fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly and swarm with living creatures and let birds fly over the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly according to their kinds. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good and he approved it. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, a fifth day. 
And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creeping things, and wild beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the wild beasts of the earth according to their kinds and domestic animals according to their kinds. And everything that creeps upon the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, fitting, pleasant, and he approved it. God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all of the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, the likeness and likeness of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it using all its vast resources in the service of God and man and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the land and every tree with seed and its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to all the animals on the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the ground, to everything in which there is the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good, suitable, pleasant, and he approved it completely. And there was evening and there was morning, a sixth day. All right. So we would normally stop there and people would say, we read, we read the Genesis account. But Rob, if you could just pull over to uh, Genesis chapter two, many of you okay. may not know that Genesis chapter two kind of repeats the creation story, but we get way more details. And this is a really good exercise. I want you guys to just let this seep in. And as Rob begins to describe creation, I want you where you're at, just close your eyes. And I want you to picture each day as God is doing it. And I want you to see it happening. I want you to see the lights come. I want you to see the plants. I want you to see, and I want you to do this visual exercise. Um, Corey um, talks about it all the time about using your imagination. Our imaginations. Um, and go ahead, Corey. Tell us about our imagination. How it's a gift from God. Okay. So our imagination is. All right. First of all, Jesus said, to "Enter the kingdom. You must become like a child." Everyone's like, "Oh, you must just blindly trust." Kids blindly trust. Well. I am on the side of imagination because how do you believe you've received something? You have to imagine yourself with it. So what are kids good at? Imagination. What are adults bad at? Imagination. <laughs> and so we actually, and this ties into the curse on the ground. Most people are imagining a bad future, imagining, oh, what if my crops fail? And they're seeing a bad picture, bad movie, bad storyline. They're watching bad news. and your imagination is connected to your subconscious, which I won't get too deep on it, but it's connected to your emotions and you express a frequency of either fear, terror, or whatever of your future. You will magnetize that. Emotions are chemical magnetic reactions, okay? So whatever you're imagining inside of yourself, whether deliberately or subconsciously, you are attracting. And so if you're not imagining, I always tell my family, we're creating the Garden of Eden everywhere we walk. Mm. Gardens of Eden everywhere. What are you imagining in yourself in modern day church teaches? Imagine yourself leaving the earth. Forget the world's going to be burned and destroyed. But what we're saying here tonight is you're reconciled back to this original positioning in the garden. So what does the garden look like? We got to figure that out. We got to see a new story or see. It's not a new story. 
It's the original regular story of God. We got to see his vision, his story inside of ourselves. No, that's so good. Rob, could you keep uh, reading? And guys, I want you to stretch your imaginations to really yes. picture Eden and, and know where we're going with this because we're going back to Eden. That's good. Uh, Genesis chapter 2. Yes. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all of the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And God blessed, spoke good of the seventh day, set it apart at his, as his own and hallowed it because on it, God rested from all his work, which he had created and done. This is the history of the heavens and of the earth when they created, when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. When no plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up for the Lord, God had not yet caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no man to till the ground. But there went up amidst fog, vapor from the land and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life and man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden toward the east and Eden the light, and there he put the man whom he had formed, framed, and constituted. And out of the ground, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight or to be desired. Good, suitable, pleasant for food, the tree of life also in the center of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there divided and became four riverheads. The first is named Pishon. It is the one flowing around the whole land of, of Havala, where there is gold. The gold of that land is of high quality. Bedellium, pearl, and onyx stone are there. The second river is named Gihon. It is the one flowing around the whole land of Cush. The third river is called Hedekel, the Tigris. It is the one flowing east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and guard and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and blessing and calamity, you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now the Lord God said, it is not good, sufficient, satisfactory that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every wild beast and living creature of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called every living creature, that was its name. And Adam gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the air and to every wild beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper, suitable, adapted, complimentary for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs or a part of his side and closed up the place with flesh. And the rib or part of his side, which the Lord God had taken from the man, he built up and made into a woman and he brought her to the man. Then Adam said, this creature is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall become united and cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not embarrassed or ashamed in each other's presence. 
All right. So what I want you guys to do is you're picturing Eden in your mind. Um, it's it's looking like there's uh, big tall trees and it's green everywhere and it's just like a rainforest. And now I want you, now I want you to to kind of look around where you're at and look around your city. Does it look like Eden? You see, I don't want to give you guys any religious platitudes. But real life answer is to live in the fullness that God has for you. These massive cities, these industrializations that, that pollute our minds, they pollute our bodies, they pollute our spirits. They're the exact opposite of where God put man to begin with, his perfection for us. And I know you guys are going to say, Leah, there is no way to fix it. And I will tell you this, civilizations have risen and civilizations have fallen. And this one too is about to fall. That is why in our time, brothers and sisters are right about one thing. Jesus is coming. Our end time brothers are right about one thing. Jesus is coming. He's coming in judgment. He's just not going to come and end the world. Uh, but even in the book of Revelation that describes what God was doing to punish the Jewish people of that time for turning their back on his son, the woes and the seals that were opened were God's wrath on the wicked, not the righteous. This idea of a fateful tribulation that Christians are afraid of for themselves and their family is not in the Bible anywhere. Even if he thought Jesus was coming now, um, his punishments are, aren't for his bride. So even if we're thinking that, oh my goodness, Jesus is coming, you guys, it's not for the bride. It was never for the bride. Even in Revelation, it wasn't for the people of God but for those who tortured and tormented innocent people. The letter of Revelation was never something to be afraid of. It was something to look forward to. It was the end of pain and suffering. The churches that John was writing to were already suffering. It couldn't get much worse. The Jews had kicked them out of the synagogues and they were persecuting Christians and Rome under Nero was persecuting Christians to death. John wrote a book in part to let them know that relief was coming. So let's get back to Eden. This is the, sa this is the same thing that's kind of happening right now. We're in, we're in a flux where Christians, um, we don't know what to do. We don't know what kind of footing we're on. But you see, after AD 70, the temple, the, the temple was completely destroyed. The Jews no longer had a place to go that was the place of God because we are now the place of God. And right now, for the past 150 years, we've got Christians, I believe, if you guys can jump in on this now, um, I feel that Christians feel homeless that they're still looking for like the temple to be rebuilt like they almost want the man they want to see jesus they want they want that i need to see i need to feel i need to touch that 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 thomas encounter yeah. if i if i don't see his hands and if i don't see the nails in, in his feet but that's not christianity the whole point of christianity is to is faith and so the, the, the end times theory that things have to get worse and worse before Jesus is going to come, before Jesus comes back and I just need to see him. You guys, don't, anybody want to jump in on that? It's literally created a generation of doubting Thomases because there's been so many times that this is the end, this is the end, this is the end. And it never comes true. So at some point we start to defer hope that, for for the end time people, the hope is the or is the rapture. I get out of here. Yeah. There's no hope in the earth. So every time that we think it's bad enough and we say this is the thing that's going to be the war that leads to the famine, the earthquake that brings Christ back. And every time that that doesn't happen, there's a defeat that happens. My hope gets deferred and it makes the heart sick. 
and you're seeing that. We're seeing a weak church. We're seeing a church that basically doesn't have the power, but it looks like it's kind of like GMO corn. Guess what? The GMO corn looks like regular corn, but it doesn't reproduce because they put a killer gene in it. <laughs> so the church looks like it should, but you go to a service, there's no power. People aren't set free. They go in week after week saying, Lord, give me something new, but there's no power. It has the shell, but it doesn't have the power or the glory. Or the message. Amen. That's so good. Which is the kingdom. Rob, did you want to jump in on that? Just keep uh, yes. for uh, Jesus come back. I want to yeah. see him. I want to see him, Rob. You saw an angel. Come on. <laughs> I want I mean, to see Jesus Christ, and I'm going to believe. <laughs> Christ in you, the hope of glory. So how I look at it is what's happening is people have this, this consciousness of God and it's like this imaginary God that's going to come back and it's like he literally gave you his spirit. The new salvation <laughs> of the world is the Ruach HaKadosh. It's the Holy Spirit. He is here on the earth to save us now. Our, your savior is back at the right hand of the father now. Yeah. In yes. the third heavens. Uh -huh. And he said, hey, my body is here on the earth and we need to get some <laughs> stuff done. And we need to get into the second heavens and we need to govern. And then when we govern the second heavens, we come down to the earth and we do what? We remove all of the demonized garbage that's on the earth. That's what we're supposed to do. Just waiting for this rapture. I don't... I'm, I don't get into it because I just know it's just foolishness. So I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't even think about it. <laughs> you just said something that honestly, in all of our discussions, I have never thought to use as an argument as far as his, everyone's waiting for Jesus to come back. But you just said his body is here, is here on the earth. And I was like, that's a mic drop moment. I yeah. never put that. Like, I've got this. it. We are the body of Christ. But the way you said that. His body's here. Let's get to work. His body's here. We're waiting for Jesus to His do something. Body but we are the body. Is that, here. Like, His body is here. If you're wanting here. Jesus to come and do anything, then you're the thing that's going to do it because you're the body. And that, so that was good. Like, I'm pictured it so different. Like, his body is here. You guys are waiting for Jesus to sit on a throne here on earth. We're sitting on it. It's here. Like he yes. is here. His body is here. He is here. That's the good news. It's like the... every time I come and I do this in my, and I do the Revelation Red Pill, I get another one of these that I like epiphanies. And I'm like, you guys, Jesus came. Good news. You're, the, the kingdom like, is here. This I, I, it, it boggles my mind to try to explain it to people any other way because I, I I try to find myself trying to convince people that Jesus is already here right now, <laughs> and they're like, yeah yeah yeah, but he's when he comes again, it's going to be awesome, and I'm like, that feels like it's not the gospel, you know, because the the whole point of spreading the gospel was to tell everybody that Jesus had come, and so. You know, it's just very, it, it's backwards. Corey, you got anything on that? Man, you don't want to get me started on the rapture. I'm, I'm good. I'm with Rob on this Let's one. Like, like, we, I, I'm already on the same page, Rob. It's like, hey, we're the body. We got a lot to do, and we're way behind. Let me just say it That's like good. that. We got to yeah. we gotta hyper accelerate in the spirit. And, the, yeah. and I believe what we're talking about right now is going to do it. All right, so getting back to Eden, I think the one thing that we're missing in a lot of our 
teachings is something that Corey is specializing in and something mm -hmm. that Rob and Jason and Serge and Michelle and I are really pushing into uh, getting back to Eden like for real, not in yep. some spiritual metaphysical i'm in metaphorical. The, i'm metaphorical i'm in eden i'm i'm in the new jerusalem okay that's great so if by his stripes i'm healed in heaven i really hope i'm healed here on earth too right right <laughs> you know and i when you read these scriptures like um and we're going to get into some of these about reversing the curse because with adam and eve sinning then the curse came on but i want to just kind of give you some scientific um reasoning to maybe why god put adam and eve in the garden so did, has anybody ever heard the saying uh there is uh you're no you're not um, no one is nearer to god than in a garden i have it written right thank you no one is nearer to god but in a garden there's actually scientific facts to back that up and then i have this from like scientific america or something call it the gardening glow working with plants provides serious stress relief and positive sensory stimulation suggests an experiment done by nasa which i don't Forget recommend the fact that we just said in NASA. 2016. <laughs> that's right the scientists responsible for hurting human her uh, i said hurting hurtling uh humans into space have discovered that gardening can keep astronauts sane and happy in severe envi in the severe environment of outer space Go figure, you're not supposed to leave the planet. But anyways, in their research, they found that planting and nurturing seeds, even in just small pots, provided lifted mood and ease stress. Getting your hands dirty in the garden can increase your serotonin levels. Contact with the soil and a specific soil bacteria, uh, Mycobacterium uh, vache, triggers the release of serotonin in our brain, according to research. Serotonin is a happy chemical. Maybe Jason wants to jump in on this. An an natural antidepressant and strengthens the immune system. Jason, do you have anything to say about serotonin? Uh, not specifically serotonin, but the whole concept of, as a chiropractor, we were teaching people grounding, earthing, all these things to get our polarity right. And if we just actually farmed and lived in a garden, you do that every day. <laughs> you know, I used to have an app on my phone that told me when the optimal time to get, his, get vitamin D was. And so all the stuff that we we're trying to do from a natural perspective, if we just lived the way God called us to live, it's all done. So science is just proving the way God created us, which was to live with the land, to live in our own gardens, our own personal paradises. And we don't have to worry about what science is saying we need to do. We just need to yeah. get back to God's original design and intent, and we're going to have everything we need. That's, yeah, exactly. So serotonin is a happy chemical. It's a natural antidepressant and it strengthens the immune system. Lack of serotonin in the brain causes depression. And everybody knows we have major depression all over the world. Then there is something very cool. Everybody wants a dopamine hit, right? It's something called a harvest high. Uh, you know, in the Bible, God's really cool about seed time and harvest. You want to know why? Because those are surrounded around good hormone injections into your physical body okay and then celebrating is like extra high on the harvest time so another interesting bit of research relates to the release of dopamine in the brain when we harvest things from our garden the researchers hypothesized that this response evolved over nearly forget that i'm not it did not evolve god gave it to you uh a and there is a flush of dopamine released in the reward center of the brain and it triggers a state of bliss or actual mild euphoria 
the dopamine release can be triggered by sight, just by seeing a fruit or berry and smell, as well as by the action of actually plucking the fruit or digging stuff out of the ground. The uh, contemporary transference of this brain function and dopamine high has now been recognized as the biological process in play in consumers' addiction or compulsive shopping disorder. So in the pornography, in kids doing gaming, they're getting these dopamine hits, okay? But I like that that's addressing the fact that when you go to the store and you go shopping and a lot of people I get found addicted, something. Yeah. It, it gives you that same false... And that's why, that's why they're saying It's like you're picking a synthetic fruit, a clothes. It, exactly. Exactly. But guess what? Glyphosate actually um, depletes your serotonin and your dopamine. All of this uh, works together uh, to kind of harm us, but God has a way to getting back to all natural things. And so I wanted to uh, also one more time, one more thing on a recent study in 2008 discovered that glyphosate, which is the main ingredient of Roundup, depletes serotonin and dopamine levels in mammals. Contrary to Monsanto claims, glyphosate and other Roundup ingredients do uh, perpetuate in the environment, in the soil, in the plants and in the cells and organs of animals. One study found that glyphosate residues in cotton fabric made from Roundup Ready GM cotton can absorb into the skin and into our nervous and circulatory system. That is literally the first time I've ever heard that. I now I can't wear so, cotton. So, so I want to. Yeah. Can I can I say something about yeah. glyphosate and the brain? So GMO, what it does, so they create these seeds that will grow in harsh conditions. Like you can spray weed killer on it, it doesn't die. Why doesn't it die? You want to know why? This is creepy. All right, so glyphosate, the way it kills a weed is it attacks the factory. It actually has this weird name, but there's a factory in a plant that produces amino acids, okay? It kills that factory in the plant. Mm. So your GMO foods have no amino acids, okay? Mm. And these are called essential amino acids, which are the precursors to hormones like mm. serotonin, norepinephrine, epinephrine. So these precursors, you're eating food that has no precursor to your hormone stability. So you don't have, yeah, it depletes serotonin. And I want to say one thing about th what that does. So when you don't have your essential amino acids, your prefrontal cortex, I'm being like broad, your prefrontal cortex stops working. That deals with logic, yes. analytics, mathematics. Like you see people with a calculator, 80 plus 20, right? They can't think that's where you get the, all right. So what happens is when you're not in nature, eating organic food, plucking food, getting your hands in the soil, you're literally domesticating yourself. Mm. I said it. Yeah. It's called the humano domesticado. You guys can look that up. Actually, I made that up, but it should be in there. <laughs> so Corey, and my so mom. So what's happening? My mom left this comment and she said, Corey shows this on his face all the time, the bliss that he feels. It, it, it's, that's so cute. She said that because it's Thank true. You. It's really Corey true. used to be a drug addict, but he, trained, he, uh, he trained, traded it out for God's real dopamine hits. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about farming, guys, there's a, there's a thing. Yeah, looking at fruit is nice. Buying some fruit, holding it is nice. But when you pick your own fruit from your own tree that you grew... I just, I have a land that I planted by seed, all the fruit trees except for a couple with my son. And we went out there, it's like a three hour drive. We went out there and we picked our first fruits off of it. Mango and we got a cacao fruit. Awesome, and that's incredible. You're getting chocolate? 
Yeah, cacao. Yep. We only have one of those trees, but um, well, I have a few more. My goats ate a bunch of it. Up when the How world do you comes get the down. cacao out of the cacao? So it's a pod. It's a really cool tree, actually. It's this pod that's yellow. There's red ones. There's purple ones. Beautiful pod, and it the fruit grows off the the stick, the 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 stalk, and it comes out kind of like a papaya. If you ever seen a papaya, but it comes off the stalk. And you cut it in half, and there's seeds coated in this white, velvety, like it tastes like vanilla ice cream. But the inside, the seed, you roast it, and then you have to make the chocolate from there. But we make powder and make chocolate drink and things like that. Oh, I pulled man. up the picture. That's what we need. That is so watery. It's a wild looking tree, isn't it? It's a beautiful tree. It's in the same family as coffee, actually, and it does have. Theobromine, it, it was actually called the Tree of the Gods. Mm. That's the Latin name. Come on, FYI. You had me at vanilla ice cream. <laughs> well, yeah, it tastes like vanilla ice cream, but then the chocolate, yeah, it's kind of unique. Vanilla and chocolate in one tree. See, God loves us. God does love he us. He does. And that's, that's the point is that God actually, it's no wonder that God put mankind in a garden surrounded by plants to make you happy and high. And and the seeds have gold in it. Get out. Gold oils, like little flakes of looking gold color, the seeds. Oh when you gosh, roast it, awesome. coffee does the same. It has little gold flakes. No. uh Yep. Oh, that's awesome. What? I'm sorry. I'm just looking this up. I want to see that. We have gotten sidetracked on the We, we call it Cafe Oro. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> lit. Carry on. I'm just looking. I need some of that. Do you, gotta, do you have to roast them? Yeah, you roast it, and when it roasts, the oils come up, and it turns like these gold-looking flakes. It's pretty beautiful. That and then that's so what awesome. makes it taste chocolatey, and then you kind of grind it, and then it's chocolate. Oh, the, the chocolate process is a whole, like, milling with stones. I don't do that. that that's like a whole setup. Okay. Okay. We just grind it to powder, and then you can make hot chocolate drinks. But you can taste it. Oh, it yeah. tastes like chocolate. Do you add yeah. sweetener to it? Yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a little honey or sugar and oh my that gosh. Just like cocoa it, powder or anything else, you would it needs a sweetener. It's just the Yeah, it's bitter. It's bitter raw. But there it is sure. right there. Yeah. There's That's a purple awesome. one, there's a red one, yellow and those like, seeds like right there that bitter. coating. You can <laughs> suck the coating off. That's what my wife likes. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. All right, so I don't want to make everybody depressed, but we're going to have, we're going back to Genesis because uh, we're going to see what happened. Okay, so Corey's talking about th these great things happening in his garden. I know that today um, I went picking some blackberries and I know that dopamine high when I'm picking things, I was tying up some garlic and, and hanging them up. The other day I stumbled across um, some potatoes that had. I didn't reseeded. think they did well last year, but they reseeded themselves. And I pulled a five-gallon bucket of potatoes. and That we didn't even plant this year. And that, it's like, I guess it's a dopamine hit. I mean, it's it's awesome. It you feels so good. You yelled at me from the backyard. You got to come my, see my these. My mom and Leah were yes. back there like, oh my God. It's so exciting. It absolutely <laughs> yes. is so exciting. And that's where God wants us to be. But something happened, and I don't know who wants to read about that something happening. Before we get to the nope. Genesis chapter 3, um, and, and whoever wants to read it, I'll, Corey, you could read some if you wanted to pull it up from the Amplified Online somewhere yeah. okay. while I say this. And I'm going to keep hitting this and keep hammering this. But, guys, we were talking about pornography, and I've been saying this 
for so long and it's taken these guys to actually like i've said it to a lot of different people and people don't they don't get it except for my boys right here they get it and so yeah. i'm hoping that y'all can get it too yeah hey yeah. i had some people get it message me though the like, answer I'm done with it. to yep. your porn addiction is growing food and raising animals like full stop Okay, and I, Michelle, that sounds really extreme. Well, so is raping a woman with your eyes when you look at her and lust. And Corey did a whole thing. That's pretty darn extreme. So is perpetuating the sex trafficking trade. So you have to literally, you know, what is it? Like, you sell all that you have, give to the poor, buy a farm, whatever you have to do. You know, there's a, a, an excellent ministry called Pure Life down in Kentucky, and they're to help men with sexually deviant phases of their life. I get it. It's great. You go there seven months, boom. But then men come out of there and they're still struggling. Why? Because, because the environment the, hasn't changed. All of these things that Leah just listed that are designed to fill the dopamine hit in your life, which Leah didn't even hit on raising animals and the, the testosterone that comes from actually butchering an animal. Like that's intense. There's a whole host of things that come from living the way that God designed you to live that will fill all the drug centers in your mind. And Corey, I remember you said in the message the other day, you, I don't remember exactly where you said it, but you were like, um, if my wife caught me in this, like, I don't, you were like, get rid of the phones, get rid of the internet, like full stop, do whatever we have to do, right? We think that we have to live in society the way that society is. And that is a complete fallacy. If you have a porn addiction, there should be nothing that you wouldn't do. And I'll say it again here. When I was 16 years old, I was meeting older guys online. My mom found out about it. Full stop. Phone's gone. Internet's gone. Everything gets shut down. End of story. Yep. Okay? If you are a full-grown man, same exact thing. But then add to that. It's not just getting rid of the cell phone or getting rid of, get a flip phone, getting rid of the internet. Your environment you has to, to change. fill this void cry filling it with christ is wonderful that's what they'll do down in pure life but you also need something physically because god created you to be a physical creature so i have told this to men before but because they don't farm they don't get it i'm like the answer Tell is again. but these three get it <laughs> and I no you're right we have to work with our hands men are builders when you're not building something you're gonna be thinking about something weird you're gonna get yourself into trouble you got to build, 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 build in your imagination. Use your imagination to build something, not lust. And feed your imagination. Feed yourself with the word. Hear preachings. Pull some weeds in your neighbor's yard if you don't have any weeds. Like, pull exactly. your weeds. Help I'll other pull weeds out you back. Have, yeah. Just, you know, like. And but, I get uh, the same satisfaction from helping other people, too. Go ahead, Rob. I was going to say, I've got a scripture for what you guys are talking about. It's 2 Timothy 2 verse 22 shun youthful lusts and flee oh. from them and aim at that's what she's that's what Michelle's talking about and pursue righteousness all that is virtuous and good right mm -hmm. living conformity to the will of God and thought that's what Corey was talking about word and deed and aim at and pursue faith love and peace harmony and concord with others and fellowship with all Christians who call upon the Lord out of a pure Heart. People don't realize you have to flee from it. And I dealt with that the first couple of years when I was born again. Everything else I was doing correctly, but every several months, boom, here's this, here's this porn addiction. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, man, what's going on, God? I'm, I'm running after you. And why does this? He's like, because you're not fleeing from it. 
Mm. You're just putting it off. You're like, oh, I did it once and now I'm, and now I repent of it. And then several months later, it comes back up and several months later, it keeps coming back up. So now you're doing it. If you're not doing it daily, you're still doing it every couple of months. It's the same exact situation. And, and what it does is it starts to pervert your mind. And so you have to flee from youthful lust. It doesn't say, it doesn't say, uh, walk away slowly. It doesn't say a step down program. From oh, it says, it says, it says, get, get wild with it. You know, you gotta run like my little, like my little right. toddler runs, like my little toddler runs away from me every day. You know, <laughs> that's oh, how you have to run from it, man. It's serious. No, it really is. You know, and I think that we have to come to a place where we embrace who God created us to be. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that um, the emotions that you're seeking and you're trying to fill are actually God-shaped holes that he put there, right? To get us to be motivated in life. And like Michelle is saying, and I'll repeat the story, um, they, they took a blood draw from indigenous uh, men who were going out hunting. And as they were hunting, they took a couple blood draws and their testosterone just shot through the roof. And then after they got the kill and they started to uh, come home to their wives and to their children, they took another blood draw and the oxytocin is flew through the roof. Jason, do you know what oxytocin is? Do you want to explain it or do you want me to? You go with it. Like okay, I, so I, I, I know general. about oxytocin because uh, we raise animals, we raise pigs, and you need your um, moms to have a... They, they're supposed to get a big flush of oxytocin. When it's they start it's a male and a female hormone, but it's a feel-good hormone, okay? And God gives it to all uh, females specifically when they're going to feed their babies. And we've had to go get synthetic oxytocin for first-time moms who, did, who were rejecting their piglets. Because once the piglets start to nurse then the hormones kick in and they literally go into the state like of bliss they like, look like they're on drugs when the when they it, are it, yeah. when the piglets are nursing on the mom she literally like you're like you are high right now i can see it all over your face yeah and it's mm -hmm. like legitimately true so all the different world in, in the world the, the devil has a counterfeit right so the devil has a counterfeit to serotonin the devil has a counterfeit to dopamine the devil has a counterfeit to oxytocin the devil has a counterfeit to testosterone so all of these hormones, which actually we shouldn't even need to know that these hormones exist, but God did because he put them in there. And so he put mankind in a garden. And then once mankind fell, we're going to get to that, the hunting and the gathering and bringing in food, all these different levels. You're kind of basically, we're kind of, we kind of are drug addicts, but in a good way, it's like a good kind. It's kind of like good food versus horrible food. There are God. And I want you at the end of this show, I want you what we're what we're going to do is we're going to declare that we are in the image of God and we are going to embrace who God created us to be the right and healthy way. And we're going to ask God to put us back in Eden so that we can flow with him so that we can have these highs so we can have these this, this excitement so we can have this joy in living. And, and it's not one of those things where you have the joy just going to church and raising your hands and singing praise and worship because Jason and Corey, especially Jason understands us being from Tulsa and Rama. That's the, there's only one kind of high that you get and it's the Holy Ghost high and it has to be done in, in, a, in when you're being super spiritual or when you're in praise and worship or whatever and it's not done physically manifesting um in in everyday life it's 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 kind of, it's separated do you understand what i'm saying jason 
I'm going to use the term that I've called it. It's the jacuzzi experience. Instead of living and worshiping the Lord in all things, we go to church on Sunday and we say we're praising and worshiping and we're all excited and we step out of it. It's like getting out of the jacuzzi. Five minutes later, you're no longer warm. But we think that's worship. No, worship is spending everything with him. When you're in a garden, man, I can't get away. I mean, we did a small garden this year. It was actually one of the early Revelation Red Pills and like, we got to do a garden. And there's so much joy just going to see how's the fruit going today. Like, I got to pick a tomato and a jalapeno today. You know, it's just little things that there's more joy than that. And knowing that I'm with the creator in his creation at all times, not in a concrete building once a week where I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Then I walk out and I get slammed by walking to my car and I get home and I'm dealing with the same stuff because going to a building once a week is not going to change you. Living with the creator and in his creation is what's going to change you. That's a mic drop. That's I want outdoor churches. Corey, isn't your church like outdoors? Can you show me a picture of an outdoor church? One of them, yep. Come <laughs> out. We don't have church. any walls. It's just a roof and a platform and it's sitting on about four or five acres and open. We have lights and it just looks so glorious at night. I'm coming. That's it. That's I'm awesome. coming down there. I'm coming. Yeah, we hang out in the grass. Like usually when the church service is over, the kids are all playing soccer and chasing each other around. Sometimes they fight a little bit, but you know, <laughs> it's it's fun. Okay, Corey. It's called life. Let's go ahead and read Genesis chapter three. All right. So, and then I want to I want to show one part in the living I just saw because it says. Go exactly ahead. You can read from whatever says. translation. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So. It, uh, Genesis 3, the serpent was the craftiest of all the creatures the Lord God had made. So the serpent came to the woman. Really, he asked, none of the fruit in the garden? God says, you mustn't eat any of it? Of course we may eat it, the woman told him. It's only the fruit from the tree at the center of the garden that we are not to eat. God said, we mustn't eat it or even touch it or we will die. That's a lie, the serpent hissed. You'll not die. God knows very well that the instant you eat it, you'll become like him, for your eyes will be open. You'll be able to, to distinguish good from evil. The woman was convinced how lovely and fresh looking it was, and it would make her so wise. So she ate some of the fruit and gave some to her husband, and he ate it too. And as they ate it, suddenly they became aware of their nakedness and were embarrassed. So they strung fig leaves together to cover themselves around the hips. That evening they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden, and they hid themselves among the trees. The Lord God asked to Abraham, or called to Abraham, Why are you hiding? And Abraham replied, I heard you coming, and I didn't want you to see me naked, so I hid. Who told you you were naked? The Lord God asked, Have you eaten fruit from the tree I warned you about? Yes, Adam admitted, but it was the woman you gave me who brought me some, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, how could you do such a thing? The serpent tricked me, she replied. So the Lord God said to the serpent, this is your punishment. You are singled out from among all the domestic and wild animals of the whole earth to be cursed. You shall grovel in the dust as long as you live, crawling along on your belly. From now on, you and the woman will be enemies. That's definitely true. And as will all of your offspring and hers. And I will put the fear of you into the woman and between your offspring and hers. 
he shall strike you on your head while you will strike at his heel. Then God said to the woman, you shall bear children in intense pain suffer and suffering. Yet even so, you shall welcome your husband's affections and he shall be your master. And to Adam, God said, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit when I told you not to, I have placed a curse upon the soil. All your life you will struggle to extract a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, and you shall eat its grasses. All your life will be sweat to master it until your dying day. Then you will return to the ground from which you came, for you were made from the ground, and to the ground you will return. The man named his wife Eve, meaning the life-giving one, for he said, She shall become the mother of all mankind. And the Lord God clothed Adam and his wife with garments made from skins of animals. Then the Lord said, Now that the man has become as we are, knowing good from bad, what if he eats the fruit of the tree of life and lives forever? So the Lord God banished him forever from the Garden of Eden and sent him out to farm the ground from which he had been taken. The God, thus God expelled him and placed mighty angels at the east of the Garden of Eden with a flaming sword to guard the entrance to the Tree of Life. That's such a sad story. It is, but I got great news for you. And I think that, unfortunately... <laughs> I I think besides Corey, I, I kind of hear very few people ever talking about going back to Eden and very few people ever even talk about this major curse. Like the ground was cursed and things were hard and toil and life is hard. And if you're having a hard life, okay, then you're underneath of this curse that is through sin and death. Okay, and so there, there are a lot of things to unpack here. They were naked and then they were ashamed. They could no longer eat of the tree of life. Eve's desire would be completely for her husband. And that word desire actually, um, if you look it up in the Hebrew, can mean like a crouching beast. It's like not uh, like a wholesome, like perfect desire. It's kind of like a, like a drug. Uh, pain and childbirth and sorrow and toil and thorns and growing food. So all of creation, and Corey talks about this all the time, all of creation felt that jolt of Adam's sin and all creation groans for what, Corey? The manifestation of the children of God so that it can be liberated. <laughs> Absolutely, it's for the manifestation of the children of God. And so, guys, I really wanna take this literally. All right, because there were literal curses on the earth and now there is a literal blessing. And the reason we're all struggling in all any areas is because we haven't recognized that we're out from under these curses, right? And so I wanna unpack a few of these one by one, um, but I wanna start in Romans chapter eight. Hey, Jason, can you read Romans chapter eight? Yes, I can. Starting in verse 8. And I know this is a lot of scripture, but probably most of you don't read your Bible. So we're, we are reading in context and we're not Look doing... Look at Rob's face. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
so y'all don't read your Bible. So we're oh. reading in context. All right. So you get the whole sandwich. I'm not just giving you a piece of meat. We're giving you, I want the you lettuce, to see the, the pickle, the, the see the context that these scriptures are in. Could you start in verse eight? Thank you. Yes, I can. So verse eight, uh, Romans eight, eight in the Amplified Classic. So then those who are living the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature, cannot please or satisfy God or be acceptable to him. But you are not living the life of the flesh. You are living the life of the spirit. If the Holy Spirit of God really dwells within you, directs and controls you. But if anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is, no, he is none of his. He, he does not belong to Christ is not truly a child of God. But if Christ lives in you, then although your natural body is dead by reason of sin and guilt, the spirit is alive because of the righteousness that he imputes to you. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to, restore to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brethren, why are we are debtors, but not to the flesh? We are not obligated to our carnal nature to live a life ruled by the standards set up by it, the dictates of the flesh. Pause. For if you... That line right there should help every man that is addicted to pornography, okay? Literally. We are not debtors. Um, we are debtors, but we're not debtors to the flesh. We are not obligated to our carnal nature to live a life ruled by the standards set up by the dictates of the flesh. Okay, you are a debtor to Christ, but you are not a debtor to, to your flesh. You do not have to be ruled by your flesh. And that is what this whole, Romans chapter 8 is one of the most powerful chapters you will ever hear in your life. Keep reading, Jason Heidinger. Okay. So verse 13, for if you live according to the dictates of the flesh, you will surely die. But if you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you are habitually putting to death, making extinct, deadening the evil deeds promoted by the body, you shall really and generally live forever. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. For the Spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery, to put you once more in bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ sharing his inheritance with us. Only we must share his suffering if we want, if we are to share his glory. But what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us and for us and confirmed, are confirmed on us. For even the whole creation, all nature waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's Son to be made known, waits for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship. Mm. For the creation, nature was subject to frailty, to fertility, condemned to frustration, 
not because of some intentional fault on his part, but by the will of him who so subjected it. Yet with this, with the hope, the natural, the nature, creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and corruption and gain an entrance into the glorious freedom of God's children. We know that the whole creation has been mourning together in the pains of labor until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves too, who have and enjoy the spirit foretaste of things to come, grown inwardly as we wait for the bodies from sensuality and the grave, which will reveal our adoption, our manifestations as God's Son. For in this hope we were saved, but hope, the object of which is seen is not hope. For how can one hope for what has he already sees? But if we hope for what is still unseen by us, we wait for it with patience and composure. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayers to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplications and pleads in our own behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is, what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the, in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. For those whom he foreknew, of whom he has was aware and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning, foreordained them to be molded into the image of his son and is and share inwardly in his likeness. And he might become the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he thus foreordained, he also called. And those he had called, he had justified, acquitted, made righteous, putting them into right standing with himself. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Okay, that's, where I to... that's good. Because that's where I have it okay. stopped at. Because I wanted to get to um, all creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. And you guys can jump in on this. And this is specifically here that we are predestined to be conformed back to the image of the sun. So what, what happened in Genesis? He said, let us make man in our image. And then what happened with the fall is that Adam and Eve and mankind lost the image of God. They weren't the image bearers of God anymore. And so what he's saying is that for those he God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed. And now we're changed into the, his image again, that these first Christians were the first four first fruits of many brothers and sisters. And this is one of our first keys to understanding getting back to Eden is getting back to the image of God and being made in the image of God. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? So I'll just share this real quick. If you look at Romans 17, right before it talks about the creation waits to be set free, like it's waiting. Let me just say a few things. So it says the creation is waiting with eager expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God. I have to say sons, plural. All right. 
because everyone's waiting not everyone a lot of people are taught to wait on the son jesus okay but jesus is waiting on us to manifest creation itself meaning the planet okay is waiting on us to manifest why manifest when we manifest our nature our divinity our Mm. sonship guess what we're manifesting righteousness which is right standing with god how adam was in the garden and guess what happens when you do that when you manifest in righteousness the earth underneath you responds and everything around you begins to operate and connect to that frequency of righteousness which is what the planet was made for Mm. right so when you're connected in righteousness to creation you're literally one with it that's how we were supposed to be one with creation isn't all the animal kingdom they're all working together flowing together they're a little bit hostile but like they're still connected and but if you look right before it talks about creation being set free you got to get this part it says verse 17 or well, actually i have to go back to where it says in 15 when we cry abba father it is our very spirit bearing witness with our spirit is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of god and if children then heirs okay mm-hmm. heirs of god and joint heirs with christ yeah if in fact we suffer with him so we may also be glorified heirs of what the earth guys the meek inherit mm. the earth we have to realize this earth is ours right here the one yeah. we're standing on the soil you're touching it's either being infected by the curse through you or blessed through you yeah that's so good hey rob as i as Corey was talking i was thinking um i'd love to hear you talk about how um physically like i want to make this really real for people okay i don't want to just talk about oh you're the image of god rob you were once not a christian and when people saw you they didn't see god and now when people see you you're literally made remade in the image of god you're still you've got the same face but something is different about you can you talk about that how you're different the image of god now you are an image bearer like in real life people can see it yes so one of my friends, um, probably several several years after I was born again, I asked him, I was like, am I different? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're not the same. And I was like, okay. And, and, the, and the Holy Spirit was just showing me. He was like, yeah, you're, you're, you think you're the same, but they can see Jesus through your eyes. Mm-hmm. They can hear Jesus when you speak. And to make this really real for you guys, this is how the Holy Spirit described it to me before I got on. He was like, the way we're supposed to heal the earth is literally through our words. What do I mean by that? When Jesus walked up to the fig tree, he said, hey, this fruit doesn't bear any fruit. And then he said, it is cursed. Come this on. is the same thing we're supposed to do in reverse. Yeah. We're supposed to repent. And we're then we're supposed to, with our mouth, speak to the earth to be healed and it will begin to manifest now this is people think that that's crazy but why did jesus do this because he was completely and fully god and then he said hey i'm going to put my spirit inside of you and then you're going to be able to do the exact same things i do but actually greater so we should be able to speak to people places things and land and be like you will be healed and then what we do is in faith with our works we begin to work the land yes 
Oh, that's so. And good. you know what? Even worldly people who are not Christians have done. I think MythBusters even did a show on speaking over plants. Like yeah. literally, they not yeah. Christians have. They power. actually played heavy metal, and the plants died. Okay, and so th this is a scientific thing. How much more we, the sons of God, when we speak not just over plants but over governments? Like we, are, the power of our words, guys. So I'm so glad that you brought that up, Rob, because the power of our words is the most underutilized tool that the church has. And I would also add to this, it's the most utilized tool for death that the church uses on itself. Amen. Well, Matthew 18, 18 says, truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. <clears throat> and so we need to bind up these. And what does it mean to bind? That you make them, um, you're tying a rope around them. So you make, so the devil can't do anything. I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And you, whatever you bind in, in, on earth, I, 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 I bind up any GMO factories near me or something like that. And I loose the glory of God, right? So we have power and we never really talk about that. We can, we can loose things. We can, we can actually it's pretty, it's in the Bible. It says, go and set the captives free. Jesus came to set the captives free. And we are supposed to go and pre preach that message to set the captives free. And uh, what Michelle was talking, what you were talking about, this goes on to what I want to talk about, kind of moving to how um, God is not an evil God. When these curses fell on mankind, he gave a way out. And we're going to get to something very important here. Okay. So first of all, Mankind went hedonistic, went crazy. As Corey says, read the book of Enoch. Um, it went crazy. And mm. it, there's a little scripture that people don't actually take note of. Uh, and I actually was started my Bible reading. I was reading again in Genesis. And God said, or it wasn't, it wasn't God. Who said it? It was, um, it was when Lamech, this is in Genesis 5. Lamech had lived 182 years. He had a son. His, and he named him Noah. And he said, he will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. Which is interesting because Lamech probably died in the flood or maybe he died before the flood. We don't know. Um, uh, so Noah um, was actually, that that's the first covenant that God made. So Ma God makes this covenant with Noah and he's like, listen. I know I said this to, to Adam and Eve in the garden, and I know that the earth is cursed, but if anybody will follow me, then I will mitigate the effects of this curse. And so Noah come, go, goes into the ark, he comes out of the ark, and uh, all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on the land came out of the ark. And then Noah built an altar to the Lord and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. And the Lord smelled the pleasing, pleasing aroma. And he said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though an indication of the human heart is evil from childhood and never again will I destroy everything. Um, as long as the earth endures, there will be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter day and night will never cease. Then God blessed Noah and his son saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. And the fear and dread of you will fall on the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky every creature that moves along the ground and all the fish in the sea that were given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves will be food for you. Just as I gave you green plants, now I give you everything. But um, he talks about not eating uh, meat that has the blood in it. And so he says, I'm going to establish a covenant with you and your descendants after you. So he's taking, that's basically all humankind. And with every living creature that was with you, 
Isn't this amazing? I will I will establish a covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals. I'm going to establish this covenant with you. Never again will I destroy the earth. And you know, we've got the, um, the, the rainbow. And so what we have is we have this curse and it's a really bad curse and life is really hard and there's a lot of toil, but Noah is able to do sacrifices. He makes this covenant with God. Then along comes Abraham and God gives Abraham. And we talk about this all the time. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, but God gives Abraham a covenant. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham, um, was blessed by God. He had that covenant, but in that there's these sacrifices and, uh, Corey, I don't know if you want to talk about, so there's these three covenants that people, that, that mankind had to have. Okay. In order to mitigate, not to eliminate these curses. And so everybody was looking towards the day when the Messiah would come and mm -hmm. these curses could be reversed. The planet was looking for these curses to re to be reversed. Mm -hmm. And, um, where God makes this covenant with Abraham and says, Hey, I'm going to bless your descendants. And then he gives Moses the law and all of these rules to follow, to keep the people mm -hmm. on the straight and narrow so that through their bloodline, the Messiah can be born through a pure people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when the Messiah comes and we don't have to do sacrifices and we don't have to follow all these rules in the law, then we get the stuff that's still the blessing and we're, and the curse is not just mitigated. It's obliterated. Okay, on the cross, the cross obliterates these curses. And what's happening at the end times message is you're seeing people talk about the curses as if they're good things, which literally eliminates what Christ did on the cross or mitigates what Christ did on the cross. They're still kind of living under the law, just waiting to see when Christ is going to come and Christ is going to redeem them from the curse again. But I'm here to tell you and Jason and Rob and Corey, we're here to tell you you that the curse in your life is over. It has been nailed to the cross and not just your sins. Yes, your sins are nailed to the cross, but the curse in your life, mm -hmm. the hardships that you're going through, mm -hmm. the planet that seems to be being going into decay. When we can, we literally, there are millions of Christians on this planet. If we just begin to speak life to the, to the, to the, to the good things in life and death and, and to curse those things that are actually causing a curse, we can curse the curse. We can break the curse. We need to bind these curses. We need to put them under our feet. We need to remind ourselves that the devil has been defeated. And so life and lifeblood, I go canoeing on the river and uh, the trees along the river are giant and it feels like Eden. I don't know if you guys have ever been canoeing, but it's like, it's like, it's like paddling through Eden and you can kind of picture it. And that's the, that's the life that God wants us to have. And we, um, that's why I want you to use your imaginations. Okay. Mm. Because we live in these cities and God doesn't want you to live in these cities. And maybe Jason, you want to talk about that, how oh, God doesn't first want you went to Corey. I did. You did. Okay. Corey, do you got any thoughts on everything that we had disputed out there? Yeah, you did a good job. So let me read something real quick. I got two quick things. So Galatians 3, 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, which is actually the curse. Same thing Adam had. Okay. Mm -hmm. It says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse 
for us. Yes. Listen, for it is written, cursed is, is everyone who hangs on a tree in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Now, let me ask you real quick. Did Abraham toil? He was, let me explain. He multiplied so great in the land, all right? He was more powerful than kings. Him and his small squad actually slaughtered a bunch of kings, all right? So he was doing pretty good with that blessing. That blessing is on us. But let me explain something more than just that. He became a curse for us on the cross. Now, if a lot of people talk about different parts of the cross, but we're talking about the cross now. Let me point something out. He wore a crown of thorns. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You guys getting it? I got Adam, it. I'm picking you up. Got it. I'm picking you got it, it up. Yeah. Adam, when he planted, after he got kicked out of the garden, the ground would produce thorns and thistles. Yeah. He became a curse for us. He took the curse upon himself, literally wearing a crown of thorns so that no longer when we plant, do we have to toil. That's good. We're reconciled back to the garden. And that's why I've been telling people for so long. And what you're saying, Leah, is, is key. There's a lot of people out there in the older generation. They say, oh, you know, we're just toiling. That's how life is because of Adam. Adam fell. We're toiling. No, 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 no. We're not that's in the I'm same at, thing. Lauren. I know Absolutely. you are. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I had someone say that to me and said, oh, you know, life's just a toil. We're, we're just struggling. That's how it is because of Adam. And I've heard that. And I stopped someone. I said, hold on. So what were we redeemed from? I said, what were we, weren't we reckoned? Doesn't the Bible say we're reconciled? Yeah. And that God's reconciling us back to himself. I said, we're reconciled. I said this, is it possible we're reconciled back to the garden? And the person that said that to me, they're like, hmm. You know yeah. what? I think you're right. And so a lot of people have never heard this. That's why they haven't believed it. And But once yeah. you hear it, believe it, you can have gardens eaten everywhere and realize you're yeah. touching the ground. Bang. You're releasing yeah. this blessing. Oh, that's so good. No, that is so good. And I was going to have Jason pop in here. You, you were having a discussion about um, concrete jungles. <laughs> yes. I mean, the county of the city, the concrete jungles are these concrete cities. I call them the concrete graveyards. They're designed, you know, Corey did mess in minutes to be one, but we don't realize minutes, we're just dropping. You can go where I live a whole day and never touch earth. I'm always mm-hmm. touching cement, backdrop, and I'm actually in God's design. And so it's one of the things that's a big graveyard. In these, except you have excessive temperature. the cover it increases the temperature you live. You have, man, just all the nature not basically change the land to make cities. And so you were saying you're breaking up just a little bit for us. I don't know if you um, yeah. can switch can over. Can you take over, take the ear, the AirPods out and just do it without them? Do you think that it's the AirPods? Because they're probably it's probably using those as a microphone. Oh, I was thinking it might be his internet. No, it's not his internet. No, it's probably they're running out of charge. Yeah. Oh, like. okay. Try talking now. Say it again. Say it again. So that was Wait, really important. Try and see if we got it. Yeah, it looked really good. 
You might need to switch which which mic you use now on the Zoom. The devil's call. attacking your message. No, this is really important. Not the devil. <laughs> Guys, it's <laughs> technology. <laughs> okay, thank you, Jesus. I know most people. I have here, can you hear me so. now? Yeah, I can hear you now. There we yeah, go. The angels just again. showed up. Say that whole thing again, Jason. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, Justin, when I got back from our trip to Ohio, we actually got to see my family. I got to go to my family farm in Kentucky. Uh, my family farm in Ohio, and we got to stop and see the resistance chicks. And I got back, and I'm I'm working, and I'm driving around the city, and I'm like, I literally feel like I'm in a concrete graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing that exists that is of, of God, basically. I can go a whole day without touching earth. That's like, crazy to think about, around. isn't it? Mm-hmm. I can go from concrete to blacktop, from my plastic and metal car to, like, Literally, I can go the whole time and never touch Earth and because it's been all made artificial. And so I'm driving around. I'm like, man, this just stinks after spending two weeks in just amazing country. I mean, my my mother-in-law, she lives on five acres. My parents live on two and a half. We were in Kentucky where my uncle owns 140-some acres. You were off-off and- grid in Kentucky. Like, nobody could get a hold of you. Yes, it's beautiful. There's no cell phone service at the family farm. And so that's my favorite place to go and hide out. But there's just something about when we were there, this is just something I noticed. I woke up around six o'clock every morning when I was in Kentucky. Yes. I don't even set an alarm, but I'm like, the sun's up, I'm up. Yes. It immediately, reset, now this is geeky science, reset my circadian rhythm within two days. Yes. Yep. Now I'm yes. waking up with the cycle of the earth, which is how we're designed to be. We're not designed to wake up by alarms and run on these artificial schedules of, eight-hour shifts, we're actually to work with the land. There's things we were designed to do. You rise with the sun, you go to sleep with the sun, and then you have these artificial lights of fluorescence, and, you know, we wear blue light blockers and all this stuff, but, man, they used to literally, you went into your house at night. Yeah. And, you know, Rob's it, not even blocking that thing. He's just absorbing it right now. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> Rob showed his blue light. <laughs> I got, I got. We like, have them too in here. <laughs> Don't feel bad, Rob. Gotta see people's faces <laughs> with the light. But hey, Jason, um, you had said something about being boxed in. Do you remember that? I thought you were talking about like you, we are in 15 minute cities. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so Corey did a message on 15 minute cities, and it's this whole plan to have us being able to walk within 15 minutes of everything. But we are already in 15 minute cities for driving. I, basically, I could do anything that I could ever imagine that the world says I need to do within 15-minute drive. Because the whole idea of being in the, basically, the garden, being in the country is something they pushed, pushed us away from. They're saying, come to the urban, come into the cities, come into the suburbs. It's going to be great. Sell your land. You know, there's people selling land around here in Tulsa. And, you know, oh, this we're going to sell this land and put 100 houses on it where it used to have maybe three or four. Yeah. And they're literally trying to create, change the landscape to bring all these people closer and closer, putting them in close confines. And it's created just a lot of health issues. And it really separates us from God. Yeah, it really does. I remember being in Tulsa. Never have I been somewhere that had... At that time, it was just apartment buildings. There were no houses. There were just tiny little houses, if there were any houses. Um, and then, I guess, um, 
you know it's cheaper. becoming frankly tulsa is becoming like china in the sense that in these big cities like it's just Bangkok more and more and concrete Shanghai, more and more buildings everyone, everyone lives in apartments no one has a house very few now they do now they they have houses not very many. It's, yeah. it's, there's just a lot of apartments. But there. I, so I want to go to re reversing this curse. And Michelle, maybe you want to read uh, Romans chapter five. And I think just, um, let's see, where are we at? Because we are going, we are reversing this curse, you guys. 518 is where you're going. Okay. 518. Am I reading your mind? I think I'm reading your mind. Mm -hmm. Is that where I'm going? Mostly, yeah. Okay. Well then, as one man's trespass, one man's false step and falling away led to condemnation for all men, so one man's act of righteousness leads to acquittal and right standing with God in life for all men. For just as by one man's disobedience, failing to hear heedlessness and carelessness, the many were constituted sinners, so by one man's obedience, the many will be constituted righteous, made acceptable to God, brought into right standing with him. But then law came in, only to expand and increase the trespass, making it more apparent and exciting and an exciting opposition. But where sin increased and abounded, grace, God's unmerited favor, has surpassed it and increased the more and superabounded. So that just as sin has reigned in death, so grace, his unearned and undeserved favor, might reign also through the righteousness and the right standing with God, which issues an eternal life through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, our Lord. Yeah, I'm going to back up just a little bit to verse 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, so death spread to all people and then the amplifier says no one being able to stop it or to escape its power because they all sin sin was committed into the world before the law was given but sin is not charged against anyone when there is no law against it yet death ruled over mankind from adam to moses even over those who had not sinned as adam did Adam is a type of him, Christ, who had come, but in reverse, Adam brought destruction and Christ brought salvation. And so this is amazing what Christ has done because the law stopped the debt, the, the bleeding out, the hemorrhaging, basically, um, with Moses. And then just waiting for Jesus to come to reverse these curses. And I have really, really good news for you guys. It's not that... that God wants us to be in Eden with him and all of the curses. And I do, I don't want to just leave people hanging and, and women thinking that they are going to uh, continue to have pain in childbirth because actually, and, and Jason can talk about this. Um, and Corey, you guys have some really interesting ways for women to give birth in Nicaragua. Um, Jason being a chiropractor uses his wife as kind of experiments on her. Uh, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to try out this. And, it, you know, um, and she had some really good um, childbirths. And there's actually a scripture in 2 Timothy that says, if a woman continues in faith, she will be saved in childbearing. Like even that, like Paul knew, yes. hey, that's, we're reversing that curse too, right? And our desire now is for Christ. And I do want to just, I did a whole teaching on this and Cassie, Jason's wife, did a teaching on this. Um, even that desire that would be for your husband and he would rule you. Um, before that curse, where were, where were Adam and Eve? Co-reigning, ruling together. And that word help me actually means in Hebrew, it's Ezer Konegdu. Jason, do you want to tell people what that is? 
simply it's um, equal but opposite. Um, so it's me and my wife are equals. I'm not domineering over her. We're equal and opposite. So there's weaknesses I have that she covers. There's weaknesses she has that I cover. So in a helpmate, we work together to bring out the best in each other and to cover each other's back. Does she call you Master Jason? No. <laughs> Just a joke. I was joking. But no, there is obviously uh, women are the weaker vessel. And, you know, in the household, there has to be order. But that there was something that fell with Eve that is redeemed. Your place as a woman is now back to I am your Ezra Connected. And I want to give a few scriptures for that. Um, where the word um, Ezer Kenegdu actually means, and I'm going to, where is it? It's Romans, a warrior. Yeah, it's a warrior. Uh, it's a warrior spirit. But actually first before, um, it says, I'm going to get to the curse for Eve, where it says that Satan will um, bruise your heel. Romans 16, 20. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet okay that's the redeem number one there for eve uh first john 3 8 whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil has been sitting from this from the beginning this the reason the son appeared was to destroy the works of the devil revelation 12 17 then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring and on those who kept the commandments of god uh and hold the testament of jesus and he stood by the sand of the sea and that dragon obviously is defeated in revelation isaiah 7 14 therefore the lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and his and shall call his name emmanuel uh galatians 4 4 but when the fullness of time had come god sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law uh, Psalm 132.11, the Lord has sworn to David a truth from which he would not turn back. Of the fruit of your body, I will set upon your throne. And that whole idea of the, the, the serpent being able to bruise us or hurt us is over. It's done. Mark 16.18, they will pick up serpents. They will drink, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover for Timothy 2. Uh, which we will get into, um, I'll get into um, later that reverse of the curse, but women will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith. And now I wanted to kind of talk about, um, here it is, Ezra Konegdu. The, uh, the King James Version says, helper comparable to him. Helper, uh, the CSV says, helper corresponding to him. Um, the uh, Aramaic says, a helper like him. So Ezer means help, aid, rescuer, or war warrior. Neged is equal opposite in front of and the presence of alongside. Together they make up the Hebrew phrase Ezer Konegdu. And Ezer is used for nations to whom Israel appealed for military aid. Ezer was used for God as Israel's helper. And it's actually in Exodus, Deuteronomy. It's there's like 500 scriptures yeah. here. Uh, but uh, what these Bible verses have in common is that Ezer is, con is used consistently, pretty much almost exclusively, as a, in a military context. So Ezer is a warrior. All right. So Rob, your wife is your co-warrior. Corey, your wife yeah. is your co-warrior. She is... Uh, as Jason talked about, equal but opposite, different, so that in areas where you're not great, she's great. In areas where she's not great, you're great. And this is what God had for us. Psalm 115.9 says, uh, O Israel, trust in Yahweh, for he is their Ezra, their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in Yahweh, for he is their Ezra, their shield. 
You who fear in, fear in Yahweh, trust in Yahweh. He is their help, their shield. Their Ezer. Their Ezer. Yeah, and so this uh, Ezer will be similar, but across the table and face to face. And this is the, in Genesis 1, we see Adam and Eve ruling together in harmony, co-rulers, but then something happens when the, the serpent enters into the scene. And so women, you are redeemed by Christ. I don't, I know preachers sometimes preach this. Oh, well, women are weak because Eve sinned. Well, guess what? I have Jesus Christ now and I am not Eve. Okay. Mm -hmm. Eve made some mistakes. All right. But guess what? I am a child of the most high God. And I refuse for anybody to say, well, you know, Eve, Eve sinned first. So the woman's going to sin first. No, don't speak that over anybody. Come on. Don't speak that anybody's ever going to sin or be weak to sin. Okay, women are obviously the weaker in, 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 in the flesh. But ladies, you are a warrior princess. You are, are to work alongside. Right now, we are working together alongside Jason, Rob, and Corey. There is, there is a, a new thing that God has done. Behold, I'm going to do a new thing. He says, on your sons and your daughters, you will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. God is raising up so that everyone is equal. There is no Jew. There is no Greek. There is no slave. There is no free man. There is no man. There is no woman. But there is all equal in Christ now in, in, in station. You reign as the king and priest. And you need to understand this so that you don't look at yourself and say, well, I don't have access to something. Everybody, man, woman, and child has access to redeem the curse, to put these curses underneath of us, and to live out of Eden. And that's basically the message that I have for you guys today, is living out of Eden. So do you guys have any uh, final thoughts about living out of Eden? I can say, guys, it's a real thing. Um, it, this isn't some spiritual talk like, hey, we're back to Eden. I actually, like wrote a whole chapter we're reconciled back to eden and you know i saw it in the word for a long time and i hadn't seen it manifested but i kept bringing it to god i'm like god you know i see that the curse is gone that we're reconciled i looked at that word reconciles we're catalogic i talk about it all the time it means reconcile back to your original positioning of divine favor and so we're literally reconciled back into the grace, the righteousness, into harmony with heaven. And we're supposed to rule as kings over the earth, over everything living. We are the administrators, the even co-owners of life in these gardens of Eden. I have um, three gardens. One, two, three, four, if you count my tree garden. But I, I put gardens everywhere, even my office in the back. I have a garden. I'm growing spinach and all kind of stuff. We should want to be so connected to nature that it's everywhere around us. And I want to explain something. So in the beginning, when Adam got kicked out of the garden, strong angels, it said, came and a sword, a flaming sword was put in front. And I haven't done this yet, but I... My farm is called the Garden of Eden. Everyone gives their farm a name, right? And God gave me a dream with the name. And he showed me a banner over my farm entrance. It said Garden of Eden. That's awesome. And uh, I actually met the two angels, actually, on my farm. So 
And I want to I want to make a statue actually of the sword lifted, Ooh. because we are now able to enter back. There's no flaming sword anymore. Wow. We just have to not be afraid hiding ourselves. We have to lay ourselves open to God, yield our full self to God, be filled with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us the power to deny the things of the flesh so we can enter in. It's yeah. a spiritual entrance into the garden, yeah. but it manifests in the physical. And God has a land for every one of you. He said I, over and over in the Bible, he says, I will bless you in the land I am giving to you. I'll bless you in the land I am bringing you to. He has a land right now. You are on the way to your land. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Everyone is on their way to their Garden of Eden. And I promise you, when you get there, you will know it and God will prove it to you. Whether it's a dream, whatever, you will know this is my Garden of Eden and you will become one with that piece of land. You'll yeah. become one with that nature. This is a real thing, guys. This isn't, right. th I mean, if we're going to believe the Bible, like this is where this was God's plan from the beginning. That That's why we have emotions. That's why we have, you know, all these different chemical reactions is, is because God created everything for us to fully enjoy with him yeah. but it's in the organic it's yeah. not in anything synthetic you have to get rid of synthetic back to organic and watch all these things fall off yeah. and watch you enter in right into your land no that's so good and i want to encourage everybody who leah michelle what what can i do the your first step is to be able to see it because if you don't know what you need to ask God for or what you're believing for, it's going to pass right by you. Okay. And so many of you, and this is the word for God, have had your land literally go right through your fingers. It's passed right by you because you didn't know that that was what it was. You didn't know that that family property, you were supposed to fight for it and you were supposed to go back and, and make sure your relatives didn't sell it off or something like that. Um, there were moves that you've taken for jobs for just a little bit more money when if you had just stayed where god wanted you to be he was actually transitioning you into a different kind of provision there's a lot of you that see money just actual physical paper dollars as a means of god providing for you but you don't get that same dopamine hit when somebody hands you a five dollar bill as when you actually pull fruit from your own garden and so you're not getting that same reward system and I don't want anybody to feel guilty. That's not what this is about. This is about getting our, our minds and our imaginations and our spirits and our wills lined up with Eden so that we can get the curses off of our back. And here's so, the good news yeah. with that, that word that Leah just gave, because I felt that so powerfully. And I know that there are people that are watching around and they're like, that's me. Oh my gosh, what do I do? Everything is redeemable. Yes. And I mean everything. There is nothing that you have done that has gotten you too far off the path because if God had land for you, then it has your name on it and no one and nothing outside of you surrendering it to the devil can stop you and you can, you can literally reclaim it because no. your name is on the deed. Well, let me also explain, okay? This is the, the, the reason we preach, and Rob, I know you, you might, 
we're talking about microgreens with Rob. Um, we're, we have, we've been having words of him getting kids out of the city and uh, having visions because this is God's best for everybody. And when you pull an inner city kid out of the inner city and they see stars for the first time, it's like their spirits light up, okay? And so we need to be working on getting other people out of the cities. And so these systems that are set up have to fall. And so tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to try, we're going to, we're not going to try, we're going to do. Okay, we are going to break break down. And I'm telling you, the, don't ever give up praying. The Lord told me once, he said, Leah, every prayer that you pray, and it's, it's, it's my will, it gets answered. You just keep praying and you just keep hammering. And there are things sometimes, guys, that take, that take a couple sledgehammers, that take some, some really big hits. And there are systems, and many of you are held captive to the fiat dollar system. You're held captive to the public school system. You didn't put yourself in this position. 150 years ago, Christians gave up. That's what this whole revelation red pill is about. They gave space to the devil and they lost more land. They gave space to the devil and they lost more land. Your grandparents, your great-grandparents and your great-great-grandparents were actually, almost all of them were farmers, cobble shoemakers. They actually were in this, especially if, if, you're, if you go back in America because America was this place where God was beginning to birth this idea of living out Eden and you could taste it and you could feel it and you could touch it and you could experience it here in America. And then the devil always comes with some sort of twist and, and, and twisting. So he twists, you get the, and this is where our conspiracy theories are actually true. You get the Vanderbelts, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, the Fords, and they begin to say, I want to control mankind. I want to, okay, so um, Americans are going to set the slaves free. Okay, I'm going to make you slaves in a different way. Okay, so mm -hmm. we have to recognize whenever the devil, the devil is, he's going to, the devil's playground is making men, is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he, get, he just gets it if he can make you the cancer. And the Lord spoke to me about with like pornography. It's not enough of, you know, just, just to hit somebody with cancer, but to make somebody cancer. Okay. And I was, we were reading a message of somebody whose wife had uh, cervical cancer. Well, you know, STDs from sleeping around can cause um, the, the human papillonis virus, HPV, which actually can cause cancer. So uh, these things are real and they're affecting us in every aspect of our lives. And Corey got a word and you guys are get, getting onto it in order to, for, to have God begin to re-bless our land, okay, to walk in these Edens, we have to repent. We mm. have to turn and not the way that the church, I don't even know what these repentances are that the church is doing, okay? Because it's a big it's, whining fest. Yeah, it's not working. I'm talking about- It didn't work. Getting back to Eden, no. right? Getting, ha, wouldn't it be great to have like this giant like repentive porn fest? That would be That's really great, it right there. You know, that would be that would be something. That might actually move the needle. And then actually stop it. No, yeah, I promise you, it will set the earth free. It will. At eighty percent, look at imagine your God, and adultery to Him is lusting after a woman or a man in your heart, and. 80, I guarantee more than 80% do that. If 80% are addicted to porn, addicted to adultery, guys. Imagine if everyone repents of that and stop. And that's what I'm putting the call out for. That's what I put the call out for. And I put it out, put it out everywhere. And God said, you did, you did it. Let's see if they do it. And God is not playing with America, guys. Look at the earth. Look at what is going on. It's not good in America. We don't have chemtrails here, okay? 
It's not everywhere. America, it, I just watched Jim Caruso say that America is the number one consumer of child, I don't even want to say it. Yeah. You guys know the number one consumer of it. And look at what's happening. Do you not think it's connected? If we all repent and realize it is connected yeah, yeah. and it's connected to the earth, if we repent from it and stop it, it says, yeah. stop doing evil, start doing good, and then he will bless us. And where are these pastors pulling these men aside? And some of them, I think, just need a good slap in the face. Um Spiritually, not physically, maybe. Um, So I was Corey started. Don't get Corey started. (laughs) Uh, Jason and Rob, I want to give you your final thoughts, and then I have a short little video to play of some older people who have lived the life the right way. Um, And then I want to kind of enter into some prayer. Uh, So Rob and Jason, you have some final thoughts on tonight's uh, redeeming Eden. Uh, Yeah. So um, the main thing that I've um, so. I want to give you guys a practical way to stay in Eden. So we're talking about Eden. We're talking about how to reverse the curse. Well, how do you enter and how do you stay? You stay by not rebelling against what God is telling you to do. Mm. Rebellion is a, is the sin, which is called witchcraft. Yeah. And we're going to go to first Samuel because this is really, really important. Yeah. This is one of the most important things. And this is what Saul did wrong. So Saul, it says, we'll start at verse 18. What chapter in 1 Samuel? Uh, First Samuel, Samuel chapter uh, 15, uh, verse 18. And it says, and the Lord sent you on a mission. This is, this is for us. And said, go, utterly destroy the sinners. The Amalekite, we're sent, where, where are we destroying? All the demons off the earth, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. We are to fight and drive off every satanic demon baby off the earth until they are all consumed why then did you not obey the voice of the lord but swoop down upon the plunder and did evil in the lord's sight saul said to samuel yes i have obeyed the voice of the lord and have gone the way which the lord sent me and have brought agag king of amalek and have utterly destroyed the amalekites but the people took from the spoiled sheep and oxen the chief of the things to be utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the lord your god in gilgal Samuel said, has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. We think rebellion is all these other sins. No, when you begin to rebel and be stubborn, that's when all these other sins, porn, all this other stuff starts coming into your life because God told you to do something you didn't do it. Now you're inactive in the kingdom of God. And now you're in the devil's playground. And now you're out of Eden. Mm. This is what's going on. What is Eden? It's the delight. It's the delight of the Lord. What do you, how do you delight in the Lord? Delight in his ways. Yeah. What, he te- what, is he, what is he telling you to do? And, I, and I've seen this in my own life. When I start slipping, the, the, the few times that I started slipping back into sin... When I was a born-again believer, I've been 13 years, right? On two occasions, I can remember. It was always because God told me to do something in the secret place, and I didn't do it. Okay. And then idleness came. And when you get idle, this is when all of these other sins start coming into play. Porn, anything you can think of. 
That's really good. Rob. That's so good. Thank you for that. You know, people don't really talk about that, that rebellion is witchcraft. And that's, uh, guys, you know, I recognized something actually very, very recently, and this is embarrassing if we're doing any kind of confessional here. This is a little bit in, in, embarrassing to me to admit, but, you know, we've, we, Leah and I are sisters, and we make no bones about it, and we do get into some headbutts every once in a while because we do everything together, a podcast, our business, our ministry, our homestead. We're together all the time. And like my mom always says, she'll come to us, you guys, guys, you're both supposed to be married and have your own homes, but for right now, so there's God's grace covering and thank God for his grace. However, when I began to recognize that when Leah and I do disagree, that we are literally entertaining the devil and listening to the demonic and not just listening to it and allowing it to come into and onto uh, us, but bringing it into our home. And there are countless stories that I have heard of people who have looked at pornography consistently and their children are sick or you know there something happens to their wife they're like leah mentioned earlier your wife gets a cancer you are literally literally bringing demons into your home as the head of your household and allowing them to wreak havoc on your children and so when that hit me the other day it was like three months ago when it hit me and i was like whoa hang on a second and, and that thought now comes to mind every time Leah and I go to have a disagreement it's it's not enough for me to go I love Leah I don't want like to think of all the good things but when I think oh my gosh I'm entertaining a demon and I'm allowing that demonic force into my household no no you don't just no, say you do not see a snake exactly you have to see like you if have you, to see it. you have to see like if you're gonna hit that you're gonna watch that thing you need to can, constantly when you're not watching it and you're not wanting to see it you need to start superimposing a snake and a demon and a snake and a demon and a snake and a demon so that if you're tempted to go see it boom your brain just says that's a demon that's right. demons are coming in because that is what's happening and that's why when we're when you know after this little video i'm going to show you and jason does his roundup we are going to pray because we're going to loose those demons off of you because i guarantee you um and a lot of you we're hitting pornography right now there's a lot of sins okay so don't feel like we're just we're hammering this but it is such a heavy thing right and it's such a big thing and it's a, such a big mm. issue that nobody is is talking about but right now we have people tonight right now seeing the sound of freedom they can't okay? talk about it because the pastors are looking at it right so they can't preach against it so when men i've seen i've heard men come out of that and when they put two and two together because a lot of these guys are looking at adult porn or young girl porn or whatever but uh when they're when they see the children there's such a revulsion there and i've like there was the men in the whole theater when i watched that movie were all shaking like there was just tears i didn't see a dry eye in the theater from grown men and um when you say to yourself well, if i'm watching this pornography I am perpetuating, like you are, if you're watching any sort of pornography, you are the, the, uh, the beast that's raping those little kids. Like it's, it's not just adult porn. It's a, it's, it's, it's a whole industry. It's a whole package. Okay. There's and, and when you see that, and I don't say it to make you feel guilty because did I say, did Michelle and I come to this conclusion that when we argue there's demons to make us feel guilty? No devil be gone no that's evil mm -hmm. that's that's like raping a kid that's that's demonic i'm actually allowing demons into my home demons it, it, it's just bad enough to be attacked by demons yourself 
it's it's even mm. worse if you're playing that and demons are literally in your home attacking your wife attacking your kids okay and so we're going to help you get those off but if you can see it if you can see it as as the evil that it is it becomes a revulsion today we were on uh real america's voice and they wanted our reaction to a bearded man putting lipstick on i couldn't watch it like i literally like I was literally gagging, right? And so if you're, and that's what happens to most men who, who might, uh, who watch this movie with the Sound of Freedom. Oh, oh my gosh. But they don't see the same thing when they're seeing, you know, this adult woman pornography, but behind that adult is a child, right? And the that's where the devil is headed. That that, that adult woman is is the gateway that the devil's just, uh, just pulling you in to what he wants to steal, and to kill and destroy. And that's what you have to tell yourself. Steal, kill, and destroy. I am becoming the cancer. I, I'm becoming the death. I am becoming the death. And, and, and to people, here's the thing. When you're watching that pornography, you're in any kind of sin. The death hits all the innocent people around you. The people that you're at work with. The people that you go to school with. The people that you, your neighbors that you talk to. That death gets on you and spews I'm out to other to people. I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. Okay? Leah and I have mastered identifying anyone that looks at pornography even if it's every couple of months uh, as soon as i see you i can see it because it's a darkness and it's we call it the creepy porn look it's a it's you sweaty can, it's you can see it in the there's eyes a, there's a weird and sweat. so and so just know it, i've talked to people that have done drugs in the past they're like i was always paranoid that people could tell that i was doing drugs yeah sometimes people could tell but the, you need to know that when you go around people that are mighty in the power of god they know they, they i think know. most women can tell though and i think most women can tell because there's a sweaty look that jason you what are your final thoughts on tonight <laughs> um i'm gonna go with the scripture i had pulled up for a while and everybody goes to this it's um if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will heal and forgive their sins and heal their land. Everybody wants the land healed, their sins forgiven. But we don't want to humble ourselves. We don't want to turn from a wicked way. We want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to have everything and say, I can have this still going in my life and fully experience it. But no, we're to humble ourselves. We're to seek his face. We're to repent. Get rid of the wickedness, like Rob was saying earlier. We flee. We run from it. Otherwise, we're playing patty cake with the devil. I did that for years, cake you know, trying to get off pornography. Like, I would expose it enough to basically apologize to my wife and then go back to doing it. Enough that she was like, okay, he came to me, and, you know, I was playing patty cake with the devil, and it was affecting my household. So it's one of the things we flee from. We turn and flee from the wicked ways. And repent and that's just one thing tied to the pornography thing the perversion that's in the world and one thing about returning to the garden god knew the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning so if we look at the end it talks about holy cities and all this and we look at the beginning it's garden mm -hmm. it's just different terminology that john was writing in revelations but really it's returning i have a whole diagram it's garden 2.0 that's where we're returning yeah. that's what we want to get to the original garden where we we're to relive eden yeah, that's what we're called to do. We're supposed to experience it in all the fullness in the way God designed it when Adam was there before sin entered. We're to relive it. And that's what if you go from Genesis to Revelation and you Hebrew thinking is circular. Literally, the holy city 
could be referenced and you read the river going through and all that it's still the garden right it's just they used a city as a reference that spoke to their time but he's always talking about returning to the city our returning to the garden returning to the garden we're not looking for this whole city made out of concrete we're looking for god's holy garden where we're to establish the kingdom of god where we all possess our land and we live with god in creation Oh, that's so good. Have an invading earth. Michelle, do you have the video queued up? So my mom played uh, <laughs> this video on her blog. And um, it is this uh, video. It's this guy went around uh, to find the oldest people in the world. Um, you don't have to bring it from there. Bring it up on YouTube. The oh, caucus, okay. the oldest people in the world, episode three. Okay. Um, and just play it from the beginning real quick, and then I'm going to play the last uh, few the, minutes. The it's right there. Okay. Yeah. So we start at the beginning. We're going to play just a, like a minute in the beginning, and then we're going to play the end and kind of give you guys an, um, a view of what it could be like if we, you know, some of the people that may be living closer to Eden than the rest of us and living a very, very long life. So the Caucasus Mountains were where some of the oldest people in the world live. Uh, they've got uh, like 30 centurions, people who live over 100 years old in this tiny little community. And this guy went to see like the secret of why they live so long. And a lot of it has to do with working the land and having a reason to live. And if you're a computer programmer, if you're you know 80 years old, then maybe people don't need you anymore. But in these communities, there is so much knowledge that these elderly people need and God wants us to be in multi- people have the elder people have that the people need and God wants us to be in multi-generational communities where we honor those who have, who are older we honor those who uh, have that that old time knowledge so go ahead and play this just a little bit uh, from the very beginning can you click okay. on the beginning yeah hang on one second there we go I just want to make sure everything's uh, I knew come back oh geez Hang on. I don't know what's going on. It's not letting me go from the beginning. There we there go. There we go. Mutalif Mirzoya from Kabardino Bakaria will celebrate his birthday working on his plot of land. After 101 years, he still hasn't learned to be idle. He works too much. He's restless. Whether it is winter or summer, I keep telling him, work less, take a rest. That's literally Corey Gray at some point. Like. Mr. Khan Chichanova worked as a cook most of her life. At the age of 107, she is still the main lady in the kitchen. <laughs> is the mincemeat ready? Yes. The elderly lady, Dana, from the accession village of Sork de Gora, has just been... This old lady of over 100 years old takes care of herself like a young woman. She likes to do a manicure and to put on makeup. According to her relatives, she still applies fruit masks to her face. And what's most peculiar, she makes all the women do the same things, to take good care of themselves. Good day. Just one more little. It's good to see. Hang on. Kulimad Katsionova turned 100. Oh, 
I am Julia Matt. I am a hundred years old. Julia Matt's husband died in 1973. So for the past 40 years, she has been the head of the Katsionova family. Relatives still listen to her advice. The youth are very good today. Of course, they live differently from us, but times are different too. Our life was easier. It isn't easy for the youth now. Young people get sick very often these days. We were healthier. Probably that's the most important thing in life. The centenarian doesn't only demonstrate perfect health, but also a good example of a positive attitude towards life, which all Caucasian elders are remarkable for. The villagers call her the most cheerful person in the village. Active and life-loving, she straightaway agreed to undergo an unusual experiment. Kulimat, we will test your physical coordination now. I will throw a ball to you, and you will have to throw it back. Let's start. Aging is accompanied by the degeneration of all physiological parameters. However, 100-year-old Kulimat proved that even at an extreme age, you can maintain a good reaction and coordination. I never imagined that I would ever play ball with a centenarian. You did very well. Was it challenging? It was easy. Where does the energy and resilience of this phenomenal old lady originate from? She does not hold a longevity secret. The main rule of Hulimat is shared by most of the local longest living people. You have to work and never be lazy. Then you'll be healthy. The old village of Leskin is the final point of our scientific journey around the North Caucasus. Having studied the biography, habits, and psychology of the local age record holders, Murat Jaburmezov is ready to compile his own rating of the Caucasian longevity. Certainly, heredity is an important factor, but you can't choose your parents. That's why, as a first step, you need to move somewhere that is at least 1,000 meters above sea level. Secondly, the care of your family is very important. Feeling needed and loved, all this helps to prolong one's life. Thirdly, one should give preference to local, seasonal foods. And finally, physical activity is indispensable at any age. So uh, you could you could stop screen sharing and just like the picture of that is more like when I wanted to give you guys a visual of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about redeeming Eden. Um, my mom watches these uh, this couple from Azerbaijan. I don't know how to I can never say it right. Um, and they are really cool and they work together and they kind of do all this natural food type stuff. And we we live longer technically in the United States. Um, but most older people are in nursing homes. They don't have any value. And they're not revered. These these people are literally like most, the elders. Most people I know put their parents in nursing home. They don't want to deal with them. They don't want to do diapers. They don't want to. They're just like. Or they, they tell themselves they literally can't. They tell themselves that they can't. And the society is all inverted. So when we're talking about redeeming Eden, we're not talking about like 
oh, you're in the prime of your life and you're farming and you're doing all these things. But no, God has a plan for you from in the time you're in the womb until the time you die. There was a little old lady who was like 108 and she's like, I don't want to die. They did a cardiogram on her and her heart was strong and better than anybody else like here in the United States at like 50 or 60 years old. I want old. to get the reaction from each of you guys from having watched that. Like what was God speaking to you when you watched it? Jason? Jason, are you muted? Yeah, I'm muted. Okay. I mean, that's what we're designed to do. I mean, the word where we're, you know, we were promised 80 to 120 years of life, and that's not even when you start to talk about the restoration of all things and the return back to Garden 2.0, but um, that's what it should be expected. Um, God didn't create us to fail and be miserable in life. Yeah. It's one of those things. I, I fully want to live my life to the fullest. And if I, you know, if I go to heaven, I want it to be a place where it's a transition from glory to glory. Most people, you're starting to see even some of our seniors, they don't want to get old. They know what it comes to. They know what our society has produced, which is nursing homes. They're, they're dying alone or dying miserable. We've seen that in COVID. And that's not how God designed us. Yeah. We d- were designed to be with our family till the very end. Yeah. Um, so that's something that God's designed us for. And uh, we need to get back to that. Rob Allen. Oh, yeah, I just, I just felt a lot of joy. I just felt a lot of joy. And it seemed like she just had a lot of youthful vigor. And so I was just really just soaking in the fact that this is a product of her just really just eating from the fruits of the land that she, you know, that everyone around her is partaking in her whole family is a part of that man. And that's, you know, when, when God showed me the off grid, you know, I could have, I could have rebelled, you know, or, and we, and a lot of times God wanted me to say this really quick. You, a lot of people want to do this. A lot of people want to go off grid. A lot of people are just, they have no knowledge of it. So a lot of times when they hear the word that God is, God is sending you all these signs to go off grid. But because you don't have that revelation of yeah. off grid, yeah. you don't see the signs. Right. And that happened to me. I was a young believer, but I came from the inner cities. So God's showing me, hey, RV, because I want you to get off land. I want you to get land and then go. And I'm and God keeps I'm like, what is this RV thing, Lord? I don't I don't understand this. And then people are trying to give me farms in Iowa. I remember I had that. no idea. You gotta understand when you're in the inner cities. This is what Jason is talking about. You are boxed. You don't yeah. see anything that has to do with foliage. Like <laughs> it's not a thing. It's a little marijuana here and there, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, know, you can do a lot of that. A little, a little bit of green. The, That's the only green. Outside of the cannabis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you don't see any green. Grown under blue lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So you don't see it. And so I encourage a lot of you that are in the inner cities or who have lived in the cities to really get a hold of this revelation and to understand that it is okay. You didn't see it. A lot of us didn't see it, but you're here now. You're getting the off grid message now. And so just don't be stubborn. Don't rebel against this word. Just full. I mean, you got to go full it. You got to go fully into it. Like we got this last year and now we're going fully into it. We're not going back to renting. We're not going back to any of that. 
We're going fully into getting land. We're going fully into that. So that's what we're, that's what you got to do, man. You got to renounce all of that. And mar let it marinate in your spirit. Go ahead, Corey. I think, J Jason, were you going to say something? You know, you said it's the good message. That's something that, it's really the garden message. Mm. I don't know. Because the, there's Thank uh, you. people, survivalists, everybody, they have this off-grid movement that doesn't have what mm. we're teaching, which is returning the garden. It has so many components of it, but God's saying, let me show you, it's the fullness of it is returning back to the garden, which is self-sufficiency. Yeah. Yes. Where the off-grid movement, there is a lot of people that don't even know God. And they're doing things just because the nature says the nature yeah. nature will reveal God and everything. And yeah. so just the nerds saying, man, I love her, nature. They're doing things yeah. that would be pleasing to God more so than some Christians that are sitting in a church on a Sunday. But it's really the garden movement, which includes great components of the off-grid movement. But it, yeah. it has the blessings and promises of God included. So you guys put that together. That sums up. You get it. This, this, and I hope you guys get it now because I know we laid, we read a lot of scripture, and maybe the scripture was a little bit dry. But right now, it's the Holy not, Spirit. Oh man, it was so liquid. What, is, okay. what are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe people are used to reading four chapters in the Bible in one sitting. Okay, it's a lot to take in. But I hope that it marinates in your spirit and that you get what these guys are laying down because Rob is like in the city. I got the off grid, and Jason's like, you got the garden message, right? And God's like garden. 2.0 right and and god gave you so you needed the you need to say off grid because that's how you're going to visualize it and you have to visualize it. you got to allow god to continue to drop in those visualizations into your mind because you got to see it that's why god kept promising abraham the land and all these promises that god kept dropping and he dropped into abraham so he could see it and he still couldn't see it so even when they were older and, and, and God's like, hey, I'm bringing you a kid. Abraham still couldn't see it, right? And so I recognize that you're like, I feel like I'm Abraham. I'm 99 years old. My, my wife, Sarah, is 90. How am I? And that's what you may feel if you're in the city, you've got a, a job and you've got a car and you've got the mortgage, you've got all these things. You're like, I can't see it. It doesn't make the promise not true. I'm 39 years old and I know I'm going to have 10 kids. Tell me how that's going to happen. Okay, I don't know if it's going to be 10, but I'm going to have, I don't even have a prospect. Don't have any man. doesn't matter. I know what God has promised me. Okay, and when you know what God has promised you, it does not matter. You do not relent. You do not release. You do not let it go. It doesn't matter because God's promises do not return to him void. And oftentimes it's in those big miracles that God is more glorified. Come on. All right, Corey. I was going to add to Michelle there. And if we're reconciled back to the garden, then we should be living much longer than 100 years. Come on. Amen. Another one, but um, I would just say this in regards to the centurions, is, if that's the right way to say it. Um, no? Close. Well, so yeah, like centurion, centurion, I don't know how to say it. Old. I like centurion. People over 100. So I lived here in Nicaragua for two years in this mountain community over a thousand meters sea level. See? And it's like around 10,000 people way after i told you i went to my other land it's three hours from the capital drive and it's a self-sustained community it's quite large 10 to twenty thousand people 
and there are people all over over a hundred and they are walking up the mountain Come some of them don't even wear shoes and they, they got like these feet that are big you know look like they i mean it's it's unique and they don't even know how old they are they don't have documents they but they're smart they know their names i saw one old guy walking with a stick of moringa i'm like there's no scientist that ever taught that guy what that is i'm like how do you know what's in that he's like this is life and he was like and he said you want to come over i went over and i had like a it's called Pinaleo drink with him. I can tell you guys about how to make that. But I had a little drink, sat there with him, and he told me about the plant. I already knew about the plant. But I saw all these people that are very old, very healthy, and they all have their place. And my my other land is also pretty far out there. And there's when I first got there, I, my wife had this idea of bless all the families with a pack of food. And you know, we're coming in out of, you know, into this village. And so we did. And I got to meet a bunch of people. Well, when they were, when I was getting my land, we were uh, putting new fence up and we had some disputes with my neighbors. They're like, oh, that tree is mine. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. It says my tree. And, and they go, where's Abraham? That's his name, Abraham. And he's like a hundred and something. Little skinny guy, but he comes over, you know, and they say, Abraham, who, he was the elder, right, of the area. They said, this line, we think it, it it goes to this farm. He said, nope, that's his trees. I said, how, how do you know? He said, I planted those trees. <laughs> he said, that's for this farm. And nobody said anything else. And then we had one more issue in the back. And same thing, he said, I planted that. He planted the whole line of trees around like the border of my farm. Get out. And they were trying to get some of my trees. And he stood up for me. So. That's but, uh, nobody questioned him. Nobody questioned him. And he's still alive, kicking, walking around. He's got to be 110 or something. Like, seriously, he is old. He's old. He's old. That's And awesome. his name's Abraham. That is the, okay. So that's a very fitting story for today, by the way. Um, and yeah. uh, Sherry says, did he say Moringa? I have just recently heard of that. Yes, I take it every single day in my shakes that I make. It is an absolutely phenomenal wow. Like you said, it's a it's a plant of life. Yes, they call it the tree of life, actually, in Africa. Yeah. And I just planted thirty of them. Awesome! That's gonna that's a southern climate. Deal. All right, so Jason, I know normally you have to leave early. Can you stay for the prayer? Yeah, I can stay. Okay, okay. so here's what we want to do, guys. We want to no unleash these blessings on you, and we want to break the curses. So there's a lot of different things, and one thing I I, I know this is off topic, but I, it still needs to be covered because somebody in here in the chat earlier on Facebook had said, oh, I had it, it was Stephanie, I had a dream about a show that I used to watch. It was Devil's Dancing. I watched one more episode and I felt so wrong. No more. We can talk about pornography all day long, but we have to watch what's going into our eyes. There's a lot of people, you know how many people I know watch Game of Thrones? It's glorified pornography, by the way. And just regular movies, women that read these dime novels, it's pornography in words. We, When you... When you in, when you read these things, when you watch these things, you are inviting the devil in. So this doesn't just affect men. No. This affects everyone. Yeah. Most everyone that I know probably is watching things that, that they know that they shouldn't watch. That does not glorify God. And if they felt like Jesus was sitting there, which he is, they wouldn't watch it. I found a book in, in the attic of this house like a year or two ago. That I don't know how it was in there still. And I, I don't know, it was, it was written by a feminist woman for, for women. And I opened it up and I, ah, go, burn it. 
burn it, burn it now, burn it now. I was like, you don't put that stuff into words. Nasty women. Which then goes back to the power Dirty, of nasty yeah. women. I'm telling you what. So, so, so dudes, gather around. Women, if you've got husbands or sons that are captive. Hey, it's 50% of women. Y'all told me the stats. This is an un- Heard, these are unheard of numbers, by the way. And make sure you guys go back and watch Corey's video, Stop Porn or Be Destroyed, because he puts the stats in there and the glory of God. Um, but tonight, we we have been, people have reached out to us since your episode, Corey Gray. Um, and they're asking for help. And so tonight, we are going to give it to you. We are going to break yeah. this curse off yeah. of you. You need to know that this was something, and I tell this to people, because most men that are addicted to porn, Stumbled upon it when they were a child. Yeah. This is not your fault. Yeah. Okay? But now that you are an adult, you have got to... Now you have to man up and take responsibility. Yeah. Okay? And what is responsibility? It's surrendering it to Christ. Mm -hmm. And putting it and fleeing, just like that uh, scripture that uh, Rob read from Second Peter. Okay? So I don't know who wants to kick us off in prayer. Um, I can if you want me to. Go ahead. All right. Dear Heavenly Father... I thank you so much for these mighty men of God that have come onto our show tonight to help set the captives free who are captive to the sin of uh, any kind of sexual deviance. Because that's what this is. It's demonic sexual deviance. Whether you are a man, whether you are a woman, or you know someone who is struggling with this, we have brought in the the hammers okay we brought in these three dudes to be able to come in and say we are here and we will stop the demonic that is attacking you we will stand in your stead we will hold you up we will lift your arms up like moses and we will say not today satan you must release our brothers and sisters from these curses you cannot have any hold a lot of these people have been tuning into the revelation red pill since episode one and they need to be set free so lord god we come humbly before you and we ask you and we make a petition for our brothers and sisters and we say God please step in and help these people to stand strong up against the enemy to throw off this curse that is on their minds that's on the on their bodies and we lift up you the United States of America and this message that Corey has gotten 40 days or be destroyed we've got until August 13th to repent to turn from our wicked ways and you will heal the land like Jason said in that scripture from Isaiah thank you father God that when we turn you will come and heal our land that we thank you that the curse is already reversed and all we have to do is walk in it so we speak to these demonic hordes and forces in america that are that are saying that america is the number one um destination for this garbage this trash this uh this demonic disgustingness america is the number one destination for 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 wholesomeness and goodness and righteousness and we decree it and we declare it and we say in the name of jesus Satan, you cannot come over these borders anymore. You can't bring these kids over the border. You can't be making this material and have these people be consumed with it. And so, Father God, I just pray that you anoint these men and women that are listening right now and show them exactly what they are supposed to do to get out of it. Not only to be surrendering to you, not only to be casting off these demonic hordes that have been tormenting them, but show them specific steps that they can take in their life to flee, to literally run in the opposite direction from what from this when you see death you do not run towards it a lot of men and a lot of women are running towards this like a moth to a flame but that flame will burn you and destroy you and destroy your family and it already has so any of these families that have been destroyed 
Father God, if these were divine marriages, I pray that you restore them, that you bring them back, that you reunite a lot of these marriages that have broken up because of pornography, because of sex trafficking, because of sexual deviance. Um, I pray that if, the, if it can be restored, that you restore it. And if it can't be restored, that you heal these people um, in order for them to be able to be functioning members in society. And right now, I'm going to add this last thing. Father God, I pray that you remove any pastor out there that is currently preaching from the pulpit and secretly uh, divulging or um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, indulging. In, thank you. Indulging in these. Um, these are these are witchcraft acts that you are doing um, and you are defrauding your flock. You are bringing in um, satanic oppression and tyranny into your congregation because of this door that you have opened and father god i pray that these men will be convicted and they will step up and they will confess before their congregation and they will step down from the pulpit and that they will see that their mission from here to for is to help set the captives free to um to show men just how awful this is and i thank you that rob has been set free from this and jason has been set free from this and that Corey gray never suffered from it he had his own demons but i thank you that um they are all free from this and we have brought three pure and righteous men to the table to help set these others free in the name of jesus father god i want to pray and i just want to release a word really it's like is, is the word about Sodom and Gomorrah. They didn't actually get a warning. Mm. Is there a thing about that? Mm. They didn't get a warning. America is getting a warning. And, uh, you know, we can heed this warning. And I pray, Father, that, that all the people in the United States, Canada, all around the world, they would realize this sin is a serious deal. Uh, amongst other things, that rebellion is the root of all of it. Um, and that we would stop rebelling against what God is saying, running from what he's saying, trying to hide like Adam did. We're already in the garden. We don't need to hide. We need to put our hands to something. And, and I just hear this word over and over. It's like, as a prophetic act of faith this week, go get a, a basket of fruit, organic wow. fruit, and just carry fruit around in your house. All right. Whether you have this problem or not carry organic fruit around wow. all right and if you have that problem it's gone now in the name of jesus yes. you are set free yes For the sun says free is free indeed you are free right now you're not doing it right now are you yeah so don't go back to it do something different with your time and so god has given grace to get free from this and as you are free now step in and, and fill that void with something else start reprogramming yourself your heart your mind your soul with pleasant things wow look at get a book on flowers if you don't have flowers around you look at the flowers learn about flowers learn about animals watch the documentary on animals if you're in the city like get back knowledgeable of creation and let that fill your your void get out yes. in the dirt Lord, I just come against the mindset that says this is something that we have to struggle with for years. Lord, we just thank you for the yes. power that will touch the people that hear this, that will break this immediately, that it won't be something that they struggle with anymore, that they will be set free, and that you will call them 
to be created how they were created in your image and likeness, just as Adam was in the garden before sin, created in your image and likeness, that these men, these women will be created. They're now created in your image and likeness and that they will walk in it. They will get revelation of who they are in Christ, that they are not ones that look at pornography. They are not ones bound by sin, that they are free in Christ and that they are able to manifest the blessings and promises of God in their lives. They will have, walk in the land promises. They will help set nations free. That they will have a purpose and a vision to set the nations free. To set the children free. That they will have a purpose and a vision that does not allow them time to toil with pornography. To wow. toil Amen. in man-made system, man systems. That they will be free to work with God and bring the blessings of heaven on earth as we expect to see on this earth now. We thank you, Lord, that minds are shifting, that we all operate because we have the mind of Christ, that we do not do what the world says, but we do as what you what you called us to do. We do not say that this addiction of porn will take so long to get over. We say wow. the word of God says that we have the mind wow. of Christ today and today. now and we are set free and delivered from this addiction. We are delivered from our flesh and we crucify our flesh right now so we can walk in freedom. The freedom that Christ paid for on the cross. Lord, we thank you for um, strengthening, strengthening us in our innermost beings. We allow your, we allow your son God is light to eradicate the lust of our eyes, the lust of our flesh and the pride of life. Lord, we understand and we know that that struggle is real and we see it all over the land, Lord. And we're trying, we want people, we want people to be taught and to have a greater understanding of how to defeat it. So how do you defeat it? You defeat it by filling your life up with God, filling your life up with the things of God. Filling your life up with the light of Christ. Filling your light, life up with the fruits of the Spirit. These are practical things that we must do, Lord. So we ask that you teach your children how to flee from youthful lust. You teach your children how to run away from youthful yes, lust. You teach on. your children how to keep their eyes away from things that will lead them astray, Lord. We ask right now and we rebuke the seducing spirits that are on, in the land. We wow. rebuke the wandering eyes. We understand that this is not a battle that uh, can be fought with physical means. We understand that this battle has to be fought with spiritual means, Lord. So we thank you in advance for those spiritual weapons that you have given us. Fill your hearts up with the word of God, with the sword of the spirit. We have to begin to cut these things out of our life and we have to get serious with God now, this can destroy your walk with Christ. This is serious. This is not a, oh, we can continue in this. The land will not be healed if we do not repent. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, it starts with humility, Lord. We ask for you to give us a better understanding of how to be humble and to not be prideful and stubborn in these areas, in these sins that so easily beset us. And we seek your face and we turn from our wicked ways, Lord. Teach us how to seek your face continually, each and every day, Lord, because this is the things that keep us on the narrow path, that keep us in uprightness and in right standing with you, Lord. 
We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I saw you naked and alone, hiding in the garden, running from me. You were so ashamed. You didn't want to see my face. And my heart broke when you ran from me Cause I made you to walk with me He says, child, don't you run anymore Don't you hide anymore Don't you run anymore Cause I want to clothe you now With those white, white robes I purchased with my blood on the cross. So if you got something you need to lay down tonight, lay it down tonight, lay it down tonight, and let him cover you, cover you with his fresh white garment. Let him cover you so you're no longer naked or ashamed. Therefore, there is no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You didn't know how to get into my presence. You didn't know the key. So you were standing there at the door when I was knock, knock, knocking on your door. I've been knocking on your door. I've been knocking on your door You say, I don't have any clothes on I'm too ashamed, do you know what I've done? Do you know what I've said? Do you know what I've seen? And he says, let me touch your eyelids Wow Let me touch your eyelids Let me touch your ears tonight Wow let me take those images straight from, straight from your mind. Wow. Because you're mine. So today, if you will hear my voice and call upon my name, it's your choice to lay down your life. And then you can pick it up. Lay down your life, your will. Let it overspill, let it spill out everything you've been holding on to tonight everything you thought you couldn't let go everything you thought would get you down the road lay it down tonight lay it down tonight lay it down tonight because here where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty tonight and I just declare liberty to the captives, those of you who've been captive to pornography, those of you who've been captive to fear, those of you who've been captive to shame, those of you who've been sexually molested, maybe some of you have been in sex trafficking, maybe some of you have been, some, been in some sort of strip club. Right now, those I'm calling out those right now, you, you spent a lot of time in strip clubs wow. and you just feel so naked and ashamed because that's what it was. When it, it wasn't about not being clothed. You guys understand that? Wow, come on. It's about feeling so ashamed of who you are 
that it feels like you're naked in a room full of people because the sin is so great. Wow. And that's what Adam and Eve felt in the garden. That's what you feel because you've been frequenting these strip clubs and you, you know, you got these road trips and maybe some of you are some truckers and you just go past those XXXs and you just stop because you think maybe there's something there for me. I just rebuke that hold, that demonic hold right now on your mind. We send it back to the pit of hell. And we say all is well right now in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus. I want you to say right now, I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind, my will, my emotions. I lay it down to you my whole life. Jesus, there's areas of my mind that I have not let you in. Wow. you got to open up those doors to your mind. Open up those doors. A lot of you, I know. Because we get your letters and we got your letters, okay? We got your letters this week. And I want you to know, if we got your letters and we got your emails this week, we've been praying for you. That's right. And we've been waiting for tonight. And I hope you guys showed up tonight because tonight is your night of deliverance. And I know, I know about the, the, uh, the, the, the paper route, okay? We know what happened to you with that neighbor who gave you drugs and then gave you porn and ask you to do things that no man should ever ask a 12-year-old to do. And so we go back with you right now, the five of us, and we stop it from ever happening. That's right. And we make it like it never happened in the name of Jesus. You were never harmed. You were never hurt. And those images were never in your mind. You never smoked that marijuana. You never drank. And that man never did that thing to you. You're free right now in the name of Jesus. I just speak freedom. The Bible says, whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. And I'll loose you right now from that memory, from that hold and that shame and that thing that you did, that proposition that you made, those propositions that you made through the, through the prostitutes. We just rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus. And we actually go to those women that you proposition. And we ask Father God that you pull them out of any trauma that they were in. Because when we hurt people, we hurt other people. And so you need to ask for forgiveness right now for hurting those women that you, you, you didn't know you were actually hurting. Just ask God right now to forgive you. And ask him to show you the depths of the evil so that you can recognize the depths of his grace. Because when you recognize the depths of the evil, then you recognize that Jesus is really good. That he says grace and his mercy. But if you don't ever recognize how evil and how horrible it is, then you don't recognize his grace on the cross. You don't recognize the 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 the, the, the punishment that he took for your sins. And that's something that the Lord's been showing me, guys. Lord, let me never be a cancer to somebody else. In Jesus' name. Help me to see with spiritual eyes my actions and my words and how they affect other people around me. And I want you guys to say that right now. And I ask Father God that those words have been spoken to other people. Maybe some of you have some, some uh, messianic uh, parents in, in your past. Maybe some of you had some dads who spoke some curses over you. We rebuke those right we now in Jesus' name. In name. We break Jesus. those messianic curses or any of those curses where your parents put their lives, their needs, their monetary well-being above you. And they didn't take care of you. Father God, I just speak deliverance and freedom to the captives tonight. We speak life to you and life to your family and life to your kids and healing right now. To you men who've been looking at porn right now, we just speak healing over your marriage and healing over your wife. We speak restoration with your kids. You can open up the door and you can apologize and you can truly repent. And ask the Holy Spirit to come in and heal that right now in Jesus' name. And, and that's one God, thing we need right now. 
for those of you men that are listening and women, anybody right now that needs deliverance, we are here for all y'all. Maybe people that are confused about your gender, you know which one it is, but we're going to set you free right now in the name of Jesus. Everybody needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost to combat this evil. We've got all these tools and we're laying all the tools on the table tonight. And so right now, if you say, I want it all, God, I want to be free. I don't want to be bound to this in the name of Jesus right now. Corey and Serge, or well, Serge in the spirit. Corey and Rob and Jason, I want you to reach your hands towards the screen right now. And I want everybody that's watching right now, if you have not been baptized by fire, I want you to reach your hand to the screen. And I want you to say, God, I want all of you. I want the fire. I want the power. I want it all. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me that heavenly language because we have a language. And it comes from heaven. And you will be able to rebuke the devourer when you have the right language to cast him down. So the fire of God is going to start coming on you. And it's, you're going to feel it from your belly right now when we start praying for you. And it's going to bubble up out of you. And you're going to hear. And so, um, Corey, Robin, Jason, I want you all to start praying in the spirit right now so that everybody can hear this. Leah, I want you to pray in the spirit. Say, Father God, I want all of you and I want your fire. Fill me with all that you have. be drunk in the spirit. So many of you tonight have been to churches and you have had people pray for you. And you're afraid that after tonight that you're going to go back. And I am making a declaration right now that anyone within the sound of my voice who the sun sets free is free indeed. And right now the sun is setting you free. And you are free indeed. And you will never go back. And you will never have these temptations because God has set you free. And you are free indeed. And God is going to endow you with the exact plan for what he wants you to do moving forward. You are going to wake up tomorrow and you are going to know what the plan is moving forward. God is giving you that direct vision and you are going to know how to pray these things out and you are going to pray them out in your heavenly language. The greatest defense that you have against the devil is an offense and that is what the church has been missing. The church has been missing the offense and so we are not defensive against the enemy. The battle is already won. Now we advance. Now we take ground. The devil wants to keep us in these little skirmishes, thinking that we're battling him. We're not battling the devil. The battle is already won. Now we walk it out. And the only way to get past the devil, to say, get thee behind me, Satan, is to go on the offense. And how do we do that? 
praying in your heavenly language. Let those rivers of living water. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So pray. And another way, another way you can go on offense is now after you've realized this, you go and spread the word because nobody's talking about this. This is the big elephant in the room. Now you go help other men and women realize how this affects not just you, it's affecting the whole nation. It wow. affects nations. Come on. And if we claim to be patriots, this is the most patriotic thing oh, you can do right on, now. come on, Corey Gray. If you repent of this and help others in repentance yes. of this, sin that's damaging families, it's damaging culture, it's damaging everything. If we repent of this, God will literally heal our land. And so go on the offense. That's how you go on the offense. You don't just keep trying to fight it off. Come on. You go on the offense and you start getting other people free. Lead them to this video. Talk to them about it. Show them in the scriptures. Show them 1 Corinthians 6. Right here it says flee. Verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits wow. are outside the body, Come but whoever on. sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I feel, Jason, that you have a word right now. I don't know. I feel like you've got a word for it. if it's somebody or nationally, but God just keeps saying Jason's got a word. Not to put you on the spot. I was just, I just come against the condemnation that the enemy wants to bring as this has come to light of what pornography is doing to yourself and to this nation. Lord, we just release the condemnation that they will not feel condemned because when I was felt condemned, I actually dove deeper into the darkness and it drove me further. So I just come against condemnation wow. that people will feel, whether it be because of this, what they've done or they watch Sound of Freedom, they feel condemned because they were participating wow. in that child trafficking or because of the, it was, I was set free from pornography for about three years before God said, you know, that was adultery. Wow. And so that was only like three years ago. I went to my wife. I'm just like, I'm sorry again for what I did because he showed me. So I come against that spirit of condemnation that it doesn't take you captive and take you into a darker place. But you feel the conviction of the Holy Ghost that sets you free and where the enemy wants you to condemn you and for you to become isolated and for you to be, go further into darkness. Where wow. we're calling you out by the conviction of the Holy Ghost that brings you to light and to freedom. So we just come against any condemnation that the enemy would bring for whatever acts that you participated in that you will be set free. Mm. And we say no more condemnation, no more guilt, no more shame. You are free. You are free in the name of Jesus. Amen. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And also hear that this will return manliness back to men. It will return gentleness wow. back to women. Wow. And we will be able to look at each other in the eyeballs without feeling weird about anything, but with confidence that we're actually building our nation together instead of condemn that we're destroying it. That's why no one can look each other in the eyes because everybody knows 
Wow. They're participating in the destruction of their nation. Wow. You know, there's a different feeling when everyone is free and you're all working to build together. You can look each other in the eyes, give mm. each other a nod in the head and feel confident that we are being strong together. We can sense it when we're free. You can sense other free people. Wow. So let's all be free. And I declare you free in the name of Jesus. I declare yes. that all yes. demons that are hearing my voice, I root you out of all these bodies, Come all on. these houses, minds, and hearts. I command all you demons, mm. go to the lake of fire, yes. your place yes. of torment. You're done on this earth. I bless all my brothers and sisters with freedom, the blessing of Abraham, reconciled back to the garden. Lord, that they would get so consumed with your garden. They would see your garden. They would dream of your garden, their garden that you gave. Yes. You, gave you gave the garden to Adam. You said, had dominion. Give them their gardens. Give them their vision and lead them to it. Make it consume them more than porn ever did. And we put that under the rug. It's gone. Cast it into the depths of the sea. In Jesus' name. Amen. Rob, you got anything, brother? I got these, these songs of the Lord in my, in my, in my mind. If Leah's over here playing. <laughs> sing it. You got something to sing? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I just, um, well, one of the things um, to piggyback off of Corey was just allow yourself to be consumed by God, the Garden of Eden, what, what his, the, the purposes that God has for you on this earth. That is what you must be consumed with. And when you're consumed with that and you're God conscious, you're no longer sin conscious. And we're no building together. Yes. That's the fix. Yes. And building together is very important. We are to be knit together. Oh, and these on. are the things that we're not understanding. We're supposed to be, uh, we're, we're a spiritual house of Christ, you know, and uh, we, we are uh, stones. And these stones are supposed to be fit together in Christ. How, how do we do that? By, by communicating with each other. It's called communitas. Supposed to coin a kneel with each other. We are supposed to talk kingdom business and kingdom lifestyle with each other. And one of the things is the Garden of Eden. It's the presence of God and physically manifesting the presence. The Garden of Eden, the reason why it, it looks like earth is because heaven, I mean, earth looks like heaven. Come on. You don't think there's trees in heaven? There is. There's none of this concrete garbage. That's not in heaven. <laughs> So, um, yeah, you could get consumed with God. Go ahead. Rob, that word that you got, you, you guys need to be men of God together. Lee and I have had the privilege of being in this amazing group with Rob and Serge and Jason and Corey for the past six months, roughly. And, um, and we message each other daily when we all have time. There is nothing more incredible than when men of God and women get together and they talk kingdom business and they talk about the expansion of the kingdom of God. And I have been getting messages from you guys that have been starting these little ecclesias. I'm going to call it an ecclesia because you're talking about the things like, oh, you have the kingdom message and then you talk about it and you talk about the advancement of the kingdom of God. You need to find people that will talk kingdom with you. And if you can't find them, then you need to pray that God brings them to you. 
okay? Because God wants you iron sharpening iron. Forsake not the fellowship of the brethren. That does not mean make sure you go into a church with four walls. That's not what that means. The fellowship of the brethren is talking about these things. And I want to also, the word um, that you got, sir, uh, Serge should be here tonight. I keep wanting to say his name. Serge, where are you? Corey, you got a word about a basket of fruit and that these guys prophetically, I'm serious about this word. Like I felt it. You need, y'all need to go and literally get you a basket of fruit. And if you can't get a basket, make a basket of fruit, go to a farmer's market and walk around with this fruit. There is something very specifically significant about fruit okay gardening used to be seen as women's work it's man's work do you know when you um impregnate your wife you are planting a seed your woman is your fertile ground she is your soil you are intended a man is to be a gardener if god placed you in a garden that is your job it is not women's work you need to understand it from seed to harvest and so when you have this basket of fruit you won't be looking at porn because you're going to be thinking to yourself of fruit i am to give life i am to bear fruit that's my job my mom says men walk around pregnant all the time what does that mean you guys have seed all of the time that's a very powerful thing and there is a spiritual significance and representation of that whether it's seed for your wife or seed for the ground you guys walk around with the with the innate ability to bless the land and to plant into it and watch that harvest so corey your word of that that basket of fruit to some people may have made no sense whatsoever i have goosebumps on my knees i am telling y'all spiritually especially if you're struggling with pornography you better be getting that basket of fruit and walking around with that basket of fruit because it's going to be a constant representation of that act is made for one purpose and one purpose only why did god bring together as two two into one to bring about a godly seed to bear fruit and anything else outside of that is a perversion of that act anything and so this basket of fruit i'm going to tell you i want to just put my weight behind that word Corey gray i felt it and it's strong and y'all need to do it Yep. Lee, you got anything else before we say goodbye? No, just let your light shine. That's kind of what you guys are talking about. Um, and I, this is a journey that you guys are on. Um, Corey Gray, he has... Um, Corey, where can they find um, your declaration? Oh, that PDF. And the okay, PDF. so I actually just recovered it. I have the link. I can... I'll actually attach it to this video if you want. I will also Im attach it to the video and I will embed it on today's show on resistancechicks.com. So if you guys are struggling, yeah. Corey Gray uh, put together a declaration. It's really powerful. Somebody put it to a beat, yeah. so I want to have that Oh my too. gosh, it's um, so stinking good. It's really powerful. Um, and so listening that, so if you guys are wondering, put it hey, on in your house while you carry around your basket of fruit. Yeah. So, yeah. Put the fruit on your head too. <laughs> try balancing it. So I'm just joking. You have Corey, to do it. Where can people, can people get your audio book? I so, um, buy the book. okay. Yeah. The, the, all right. So I want everybody to, buy I will put book. the, I'll put, yeah, there's the book. Amazon. Yeah. You can get the audio also, but you can get the physical if you want the audio, you want to hear me like preach in the book. I preached it before it turned to a book. Go to bornagainaskings.com, bornagainaskings.com. And then on this video at the bottom, I'll put the link to the audio with 
the music. It's called the Freedom and Dominion Decree. All right. I wrote it to decree freedom with scripture. Okay. And uh, I also put the PDF and it's meant to be printed out, studied, shared, and then you listen to it, play it in your house. I think one of y'all said you started singing. My I wife did. started singing. She started scrubbing down all the wall. Like it did something. She started praising God. It Can was a beautiful thing. A second and like let people hear a little piece of it. I can on my will, phone. Will it play all right on here though? It'll play just fine. Just you hang on a minute. Now I got to go back like 800 messages. It is like That's an hour awful. long. It's, this is how much we message each other. Thank you, what we I don't there is so much glory on that. Yeah. If I can't find it, was it after the kingdom? So for those of you Mondays? who are still struggling with these things, I want you to read Corey's book. This is not a plug to make him money for real, like legit. Read the book, listen to his declaration. And <laughs> Rob tells me he saw an angel while listening to Corey read his book. If you want to enter the Garden of Eden quickly. <laughs> if you want to enter quickly. And oh. this is where you're going to get free. In the garden is where you guys are going to get free. Read that book. So look, I made it purple because of royalty, and the back is green over the earth. We are kings over the earth. So it's mixed all in their promises of the land. I'm going to give him a little about. preview real quick, Corey Gray. Can you fast forward to where he starts speaking? It's right there at the beginning. Is it? it kind of just... He starts talking about the declarations like halfway through. Okay. Yeah. The judgment of the devil... And the victory of the people of God. What effect does that have? Check it out. All devils, there's no higher level devil. All devils have been judged. All your systems of control and influence over this earth destroyed and brought to nothing. John 16:11. Read John 16:11, guys. It says the prince of this world has been judged. We are not waiting on a future day of judgment upon our enemy. 16 and 11 declares it has happened. The prince of this world has been condemned. Any weapon formed against the people of God shall not prosper. We are immune, exempt, protected against any demonic plan or attack. Those who plan wickedness against the people of God, they themselves shall be cursed. People say, did you just say that? God said that. Blessed are those who bless us, cursed are those who curse us. Believe that word, stand on that word, awesome. and watch what happens. So, watch what happens. It's so Come powerful. on, so this literally Keep goes for like, what, an hour? <laughs> that's I mean, that, pretty long, I don't know how long it's it is. It's straight up absolute fire. So that's also going to be in the description of today's video, and I will embed it in today's show on resistancechicks.com so you guys can get that and share it with this i'm telling you i feel led at some point i'm going to make a video to go with it it's really so powerful. i made that little little note i made that so you play it in your house and free your whole city that was my thinking come on awesome. that's so yeah. good i do need to do a shout out um over here on rumble uh jonathan scott has given us three separate donations of 117 dollars one says keep up the great work one says keep it going and one says never give up and never surrender get rid of your apple iphones the apple with a bite logo it's weird that the apple computers never get viruses just like the doctors they have two snakes slithering up a staff towards angel's wings wow 
That's powerful. I'm, I'm an Android girl, but I have to say, even the Android stuff, it's all, all corrupt. Bad. It's all, it's all bad. Bad. Whether it's Apple or Android, it's all corrupt. But I agree. And thank you very much for that donation, so Jonathan. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for being on here. Um, I want to say goodbye to Facebook first, and I want to leave them with Crowder's song, Back to the Ooh. Garden. Oh, okay. That's good. That's fine. And we'll all right. So if you're watching on Facebook, on I'm going to grab the... Um, if you guys want to, you can't play music on Facebook, but you can on Rumble. They'll take down your whole video. So there's a song by Crowder, and it's, um, is it Back to the Garden? It is literally called Back to the Garden. Yeah. So we're going to leave you guys with that. And thank you guys. Uh, I don't know what next Wednesday is going to be. It may be going to the seven churches letters. I'd like to. Um, Sam wants me to cover, wants us to cover uh, Joel chapter two. And I got a doggy wants to go outside. Huh. Um, yeah, so maybe we can convince these guys to come back, um, next week and surge too. So to cover that. All right. Do you want me to screen share it or just, yeah, screen share it. Okay. Hang on y'all. Have you guys heard this song? Back to the garden by Crowder. Wait a minute. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, all right. Let me, I'm doing well, Rob, then you're in for a treat. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, let me say goodbye to Facebook. I, I dropped the link. If you want to finish the song, you guys can come over to Rumble. So I'm dropping Facebook and coming over here. Here we go. I can't hear it. Can you hear it? Yeah. Can I unplug?
Tell me very late in the game that the fellas couldn't actually hear the um, <laughs> hear the audio, but that's okay. Um, let me stop screen sharing here and see if we can get you guys back. Um, come on, let's go back to the Zoom meeting. There we go. There you are. So, did you guys get to hear any of it, Jason and Rob? Just a little bit of the end. Yeah. At some point, you got it to work on the Zoom link. I did. I went and I don't know why it was sharing audio before, but it didn't share audio that time. But that's all right. You'll have to, your homework is then to go and watch it. But it's one of the most powerful songs. And it makes me wonder if Crowder doesn't have the kingdom message because the whole thing starts out I was born to be royal. I was made to be free and take me back to the garden. He talks about the Holy Ghost setting him free, going back to Eden's crystal waters. Like that song literally sums up tonight's entire show um and so when you're playing things you're going to play Corey's thing and you're going to play that song over and over and over again because that's we are to be redeemed back to the garden so rob and jason thank you guys for coming on um i know these nights are really long um and i appreciate you guys sticking with us to the end <laughs> Where's Corey? No, Corey dropped out. I have no idea. There's a, I think there's a message here probably. I got to go. Um, the, the three hours is a lot. Um, he's like, he's got some dogs. Got to walk some dogs with his son. So, um, and Jason, I know you never stay for the three hour one. So I appreciate you more than you know for sticking to the end. Three hours is a very long time, but I think that this was well worth it. So um, thank you guys again. Do you have any last words? Nope. It Be starts free. with a little step. <laughs> it's the little steps that'll get you to your garden. Ooh, Don't be good. overwhelmed. Just take the little steps. And uh, in, in no time, you'll see great change. That's good. That's really good. All right. Blessings to you all. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we'll see you next Wednesday right here on whichever platform you like to watch on for Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. Like Leah said, uh, we'll probably be doing Joel, if I had to guess. 
I think that's that's in her crawl to do. So hopefully we'll bring the guys back for that. So until next time, be blessed. Get your basket of fruit. Start walking around the house and playing Corey Gray's message. And um, be set free because who the sun sets free is free indeed. All right. Good night, y'all. Good night. You